Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news discussion and, of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brandon's works and the Cosmere. I'm Eric, and joining me is Grace. Hey, I'm Gator Girl. Great. Also joining us is Evgeny. Well met. Rhythm of war is upon us. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess you know because this is actually the second episode. Third episode we are airing. Third. Hi, yes. I'm Argent. <laughs> <laughs> also joining us is Joshua. Hi, I'm uh, Joff Wu, apparently, according to Michael Leyland. <laughs> uh, Michael Leyland, sorry. Michael oh <laughs> Yes, everyone thinks that. Everyone reads it as Joff Wu, not Joff Wu. It's, it, it's canonical now, but uh, like yep. Brandon, I'm going to insist that you can say it how you want. <laughs> Wait, did, how, how, how did he say my name? Was it, oh, I don't know, French. Uh, oh, I don't Jean. know. Jean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, it killed me when I listened to it. Wait, did he actually oh, pronounce it spread French? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did. Wow. Yeah. Oh wow, that's crazy. It's fantastic. So audio audiobook listeners. Okay. So the the that person <laughs> from the acknowledgement, that's me. <laughs> you you can find our some of our names in the acknowledgments. Also joining us is Ben. Hey, I have I have a show and tell. You're you're in a new background that doesn't look oh, yeah, like firstly, you've t- I'm, you. You have taped up a curtain that's behind you, so that, that <laughs> the production quality is better. Granted, uh, dis- guys, Discord. If you're watching this on video, Discord has decided that randomly it will make people pixely upon command and sometimes uh, drop frames. I don't know. I don't know. Nothing. Nothing's different. I closed a bunch of tabs. My computer is fine, and my download's fine. So I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> tell us what. So, so it's not like I, we have a lot I to got... talk about with Rhythm of War or anything. So, my, <laughs> no, well, we might as well pad some time, <laughs> right? So, I commissioned Mister Mister Geordie Rapture Art on oh, uh, on did. Instagram. Yes, and this was this is my my wife as a Mistborn. Oh wow, that's uh, super uh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> it, it would so be, it is... would be cooler if it wasn't pixely and you didn't drop so many frames. But yeah, I it, can I can I'll, I can send it. You can edit it in. What it looks like. Yeah, it was going to be a Christmas present. I'm not going to. But I got. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was supposed to be a Christmas present, but I got too excited and I just showed it. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's, that's, that's understandable. That, that, that was worth the show and tell. I'm Chaos, and Rhythm of War is out. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, earlier this week, uh, our first part of Rhythm of War reactions should have come out. And so this is our part two of reactions, and I imagine it will just be as quick and fast as the previous one. Uh, <laughs> so quick we have, and fast. yeah, we we kind of we kind of have a lot to talk about with this book. So let let's just get right on into it. And I already blabbed some about my thoughts last time, but I want to know people's overall summary of the book. You know, we, I want to make sure all the our shard casters get a chance to say things. We'll also get Fel and Paleo on our, their own show, so we'll, we'll we'll have their reactions too. We got everyone; everyone's involved. So, Grace, overall summary: Rhythm of War. What did you think? Uh, so I loved it. I finished it as of this recording. I finished it like two or three days ago. Depends on if you count six a.m. as two or three days ago. Um. <laughs> Uh, yes, I, I read it like 36 hours over two days, so <laughs> very fast still thinking it a bit, yes. 
Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I did kind of forget Rhythm of War spoilers, but that was not obvious. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I just, but we should probably say that. And I, I feel like if you want to put spoilers in the overall summary, that's fine, right? We have a spoiler-free review if you want a spoiler-free thing. Okay. And also Cosmere spoilers, there, there will be Cosmere spoilers too, so yeah. So just just wanted to say that. Uh, probably not Donchard stuff. Yeah, it was, um, so I think it was normally in Stormlight on my first reread, there's like at least one character's arc where I'm kind of like, this is good, but like, I kind of want to get through this to get back to the other characters. And like, I don't, I don't really think for the most part there was anything like that in this book, maybe a little bit in part five, but for the most part, I was, I loved it. Awesome. Evgeny, what did you think? Uh, book was all right. <laughs> so Joff, what did you think? <laughs> right, moving on. <laughs> no, um, uh, it was it was it was fantastic book. I I think I think this is now my favorite Stormlight book. Ooh, all uh, right. We should definitely radars. It it is it is so big, right? It is just, I mean, yes, physically, but also, <laughs> um, the implications like this this is the book where i feel like like with oathbringer brandon just kind of opened the the cosmere window a little bit and we saw a little bit of of light just seeping in and and now this is brandon just kicking the door down and he's like hey what up also nalthus scadrio shards harmony hoid with new odium explosions right spoilers btw (laughs) (laughs) and and even with all of the like anyone anyone who's ever spoken with me about cosmere stuff or brandon stuff or shardcast stuff knows that i'm so big into like theory and cosmere and all of this stuff and so that alone would have been enough to make this a fantastic book for me but also the emotion just the character arcs and stuff so powerful so great like the the all of the kaladin stuff the culmination with adlin eh, shalan, eh. um uh but like the the just the sheer the uh, how unsettling the epilogue was um yeah. so this is this is this is the book where emotion played a, a very key role I uh, think for I, everyone. I, I believe you said you cried, which has not happened before. In a book. That is that is that is in fact true. Yeah. So like we're, we're not talking full on like sobbing and stuff like that, but like the there 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 were a few scenes where there were tears, like two tears. Yeah. <laughs> and and like the the, the whole like where, where your body kind of shakes up a little bit when you are mm-hmm. when you were sobbing. Yeah. That yeah, that yeah, happened yeah. a couple of times. Yeah. So that's a new experience for me. Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> well done, Brandon. You made Evgeny cry. Uh, I mean, I, I wanted to make a joke at how Brandon's good at making you cry at signings, but I don't know. <laughs> that's not new. But in a book, that's new. <laughs> Brandon. Josh, what'd you think? Uh, I, I think it might be my favorite Stormlight book as well. It's It's Ooh. always one of those things you can't really tell until you've given a little bit of time and yeah, distance and um, had a chance to process and reread it and compare it to the others more fairly maybe but uh, I absolutely loved it I felt like it had the best pacing of a Stormlight book yet um, there was never a portion of the book where I just felt like things really slowed down and I, for, for Oathbringer I felt like that happened in part two 
um, way of Kings has a few segments of the book where things just kind of really slow down a little bit. And I, I, I don't know what it was, but it never, that never happened to me. Um, in this book, I was constantly interested in what was going to happen next. Um, I was interested in every character. Um, the weakest part of the book for me was probably the flashbacks. Um, maybe, maybe Vinley with that to some extent, there was a lot there that was not new information necessarily. Um, but I still enjoyed them. I still was interested in them for the most part. Uh, there was maybe one or two that I didn't care for. Um, but that was it. Every, otherwise every single chapter of the book, I was, I was there for it. Um, loved that. Uh, I was a little bit, one thing I loved about Oathbringer is that it opened up the entire world, right? You get to Erythru and now we're like politics all over the world, fighting all over the world. There's just so much brought into the story. We get to see the whole rest of the continent. And in this book, I expected more of that. It's Mm. titled rhythm of war. I was thinking like, we're going to be out like having battles, like all over the place. True. Yeah. Um, And it, it didn't, it pulled the whole focus of the story in very tight. Um, it was very character focused, right? It was about Kaladin, Navani, Shalon, and Adolin, Vinley. And um, I thought I was going to be frustrated by that about halfway through. But by the end, I was totally convinced it was the right call for Brandon to make. And I agree with Evgeny heavily. Um, this is probably the most emotional book. I don't know that it necessarily hit the single most emotional moment for me. Um, but overall, just my emotions were high constantly through the book for me that was fantastic so cool ben i so i agree with with joffu about how i can't say it's like my favorite or not my favorite because i don't want to put a bit of time and distance between it um just because i did really like the book um but i found uh, part three and four slowed down a bit and i did my my reading slowed down but without a doubt, this is the best part five of any of the books. This book has the best climax of any. I I was there from the moment part five started. I was like, I can't put this book down. Like, this is, I, I am here. I like, I don't, know you guys, I don't know what you guys were reading. I cried like four times, like heavy crying, <laughs> like, like Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, this, this book's part five hit me hard. I really liked the other parts, but like, yeah, I think this is the best. I want to do like a reread because I always do a reread of uh, these books. I normally listen to them on audio after reading through them. So I haven't done my audio reread just yet, but I'm probably going to wait until I've done that to give like uh, ordering of books. Mm. Um, what, one thing I did see people talking about, which I kind of agree with, was Oathbringer always felt slightly different to Way of Kings and Words of Radiance. And I kind of, this book felt more like Words of Radiance and Way of Kings than it did Oathbringer. And I'm kind of like, I do wonder why Oathbringer felt so different to all the others. But like, yeah, this one, this one's good. I liked it a lot. Grace, uh, ha- favorite Stormlight book? Or what, what, what are you thinking? Because other people um, touched on that. So I'm curious what you think. Yeah, I think for me, well, for me, every book is my favorite right after <laughs> I read it. Yeah, it's true. It is true. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times for me, like the way I choose favorites is just a matter of how much do I enjoy rereading it. Because I often don't enjoy rereads, so I think yeah, this is one where I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to wait a little bit, like Joff and like Ben said, and uh, then try to reread it and see how I feel. But it was I think it's going to end up being pretty high up there, just gut feeling. Interesting, 
Interesting. Because for me, uh, I think this book is actually behind both Words of Radiance and Oathbringer for me, uh, actually. Uh, I, I, I like the endings of those books better, honestly. But, uh, but uh, like, because everything really comes together, where Shallan's plot line is just like, hey, we have the climax in part four, and it doesn't really connect with the rest of the plot. And I don't know. It, it definitely does what it does very well. And like all the stuff with Calden and Navani and stuff, like it's really good. <laughs> I do. I do want to mention something about the the flashbacks, mm -hmm. and that is that. So I didn't like him as much as the Oathbringer ones. I don't think any of the flashbacks it's, so far. You can't really top down. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. how could you? Yeah. You can't yeah. just one up that every book. <laughs> like you just yeah. cannot do yeah. that. And and like one one thing that I I think these flashbacks are kind of doing that is similar to Delinar's that I that I really like is that they're tying whatever is happening in the flashback with whatever is happening right now, sometimes. Now, mm -hmm. I feel like all of Dalinar's, except maybe the first one, um, were, like, they were very diegetic, right? We had modern-day Dalinar experiencing something, and that is actually triggering a flashback for him. True. And now we, we follow him into this vision, into this memory. This was obviously not the case for any of the others, right? But with this one, we had several flashbacks where Venli was doing something in the modern day, and then she was going, oh, actually, let me tell you about this thing that yeah. happened you know, several years ago. And I found... Yeah. So you can't always do that. I think if you, if you try to always do that, it would just feel forced in many, in many places. But in this book, I think all of them felt really nice. And like, they fit... And I and I like this transition from modern day story to past story in in this kind of seamless way. I feel like Bran is just getting better at writing flashbacks and like making that transition smoother because yeah. I I, mm. I think people do sometimes criticize Stormlight for the flashbacks. It's just like, man, it kicks me out of the main story. And I think that's valid. Like if you don't like it, that that's that's fine. Yeah, Stormlight's doing this, so yeah, for me they were the weakest part, but weak Stormlight to me is still it's still pretty high. <laughs> so still a good I, book, I, yeah. I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed them. I liked the mix of Esh and I and Vinley. Yeah, um, that was a nice yeah. touch. Not just to mix them up a little bit and give it more perspectives in what you're seeing. Um, that was a good yeah. good for me. So yeah, I, th I think for me, yes, the flash. Some of the flashbacks were weaker, but there are a few that I remember as being particular standouts that well, I really love. That's certainly loved. true. That is yep. certainly um, true. <laughs> the, the very last Esh and I flashback, yeah. obviously, yeah, was that was that was really and good. I, I loved the Gavilar's assassination. Just watching yep. Vanley, yes. just like yes. just play nail the way the way she's just like it wasn't us. Like kind of like uh, yeah, that was that was a really fun one. The, that, I don't know why it wasn't obvious the that that would happen. Like, like, <laughs> it has never occurred to me that we might see his uh, the assassination, assassination again. night from Vinley's POV. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And when it came, I was like, oh, my goodness, this is going to be crazy. I, <laughs> I don't want to be Karen, the continuity editor, trying to figure out what happened in the uh, that night, uh, <laughs> hour by hour. It's like, I'm good. Uh, but that was that, those two were by far the best flashbacks. I really appreciated the like very early Venley. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but so because by the time we get to see Venli in like Words of Radiance and Oathbringer, right? She is so obviously in Oathbringer, there's a little bit of she's she's on the path of redemption, or at least she gets on that path pretty early on. But like in in Words of Radiance, she's 
not a likable person at all. No. And so she's just straight Brandon, up evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And so yeah. Brandon had this challenge of giving us her flashbacks and like she couldn't have started as as evil and unlikable from the very beginning. Like we had to like her. And so her early storyline where she is yeah, she's not a a a nice person or a charitable person. Like she has flaws from from page 1 of her flashbacks. Mm-hmm. But the character arc where she is encouraged to explore these forbidden powers so she can heal her mother i found that extremely compelling like that humanized flashback venly so much for me and i love it and so by the time we get to like the summoning of the everstorm yeah she's gone by that point but it makes sense how she got there yeah, um, for yeah. those early ones, that kind of that character, that kind of person she is from Words of Radiance and Oathbringer, I, I still didn't like her in Oathbringer. I thought she was a horrible person. But by starting her off in Rhythm of War, by saying this kind of comes from a place of being really annoyed at my sibling, who gets away with way more than I yeah. get away, that I can get from right. my mother. I'm like, that's such like I don't know about you guys. Mm-hmm. If you guys have brothers and sisters. But like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's that's a feeling I've had where I'm annoyed at my brothers for something, you know, they got away with that I didn't. And I'm like, yeah, like I I get that. I get that. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I really love the flashback where Esh and I and Vinley had that little kind of heart to heart at the Yeah towards the end there. Um yeah. yes. Vinley almost tells her the truth and then it doesn't quite happen. I was pretty The one the one heavy. where Esh and I is like, if if only I had a form yeah. that I could oh, that I could yeah. speak to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and then Ash and I, I love this. Ash and I falls asleep in exactly the same pose that Vanley later on finds her dead, just kind of in plate, resting resting against the wall. Oh, I never picked up on that. Oh, look at that! It's it's (laughs) beautiful piece of. It's not even foreshadowing at this point. It's like foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> Before shadowing. Before shadowing. <laughs> Excellent. There we go. Nailed it. One thing, Pran has been posting a lot of YouTube videos uh, this first week of release. Uh, of course, this is airing the second week of release, but we're recording this the first weekend after. But Brandon was talking with uh, his editorial team about Rhythm of War. And I highly recommend that you listen to that because that was very interesting. And he was talking about how originally in the plan for Stormlight, this was going to be the book where we learn about Parshendi stuff and listener stuff. But when he was reading, uh, when he was writing Words of Radiance, he brought that stuff forward some because we needed that perspective for that book. And I totally agree that we totally did in Words of Radiance, right? To see Eshelnai's interludes, right? And so Brandon was yeah. saying, I... I like he was worried about these flashbacks because there wasn't as much to explore as he initially planned to do. So I can definitely understand if someone was like, eh, I didn't love the flashbacks, but man, when the flashbacks were good, they were really good. But like a lot of them yeah. were more like just charactery rather than like, oh, wow, big reveals, right? We do get more though. Hmm. So what if we talk about favorite part of the book your fa- or favorite moment? So- Something like that. Who wants right, to go well, first? Obviously, we're not going to be able to to choose one, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But, <laughs> Grace, let's go want... for a top few. Yeah, yeah. Grace. Okay. Well, 
I I'm gonna ask for my favorite moment. I, I don't know exactly what you guys talked about on the other episode, but I'm gonna try Neither, to choose one remember. that I think I think probably no one said, but is still a highlight for me. Okay. And that is honor is not dead so long as he lives in the heart. <laughs> this is really good. Yeah. 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 Look, just go goosebumps. Just go goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was so that whole sequence was so well written to me. Like Adolin. Like he he ended up getting Notam on his side, not by acting the way someone like his father or Kaladin would have by giving him a disappointed look. And he like knows he can't do that. He just kind of st- stands there and goes like, "Go ahead, like we got you in trouble. It's time for you to like get a chance to say what you need to and get this off your chest." And and Notam just can't do it and like turns and and then the aftermath, even without knowing like any of the honor spend history or what that means or like what the significance of it is i still felt the weight of those words and like felt the weight of like oh man like this just got real yeah i agree because it it feels like even and, and you you said this right even in world without any of the context you feel like this is just this is not just something that that Notum says this is something that he's repeating from a while back or whatever like this is this is a These phrase words are yeah yeah it, it is just great seeing how like adolin saving notum and just really mattering it's like yeah you know you, you did you did some things and tell us what you feel oh so good <laughs> i i do really like the shades Mar sequence of the trial it's it's really good that i mean i'll just add on like my favorite scene of the book i'm sure the others talked about it was was uh, we chose um, the raw emotion of that scene uh, topped. You cannot have my pain for me personally. Ooh, okay, all right. Um, it, it's. Really I don't good. know. I don't know what. It, and it's simple. Like there's not like a lot going on. It's not. I don't. There's not as much build up to it as Dalinar's whole sequence, right? Um, but just something about the way Brayden wrote those wrote those words. Uh, the emotion hits me every time. I'm chilled. It got shivers. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I think one of the things that work really well for me in the Witchell's scene is is actually the build. Like you can really feel Maya's ex- anxiety mm-hmm. and tension and like escalating fear and terror at and, and like you, you know how in, in in movies when when they try to portray scenes like where somebody is is being pressured and like you you see the surrounding faces and the camera is drawing in and like they're it it feels like that. But and then Adolin was giving her strength. Was, oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Evgeny, favorite moment though. Uh I I am a simple man. Uh <laughs> I see a Kaladin ideal and I and I go for it. <laughs> <laughs> um although I, I, I guess I guess I can I can add a small twist to it um and say like the moments leading up to so the actual vision with tn while it was one of the scenes where i cried and it like it's really powerful and 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 just filled with emotion the lead up to it where dalinar hears about uh the what what feels like the final stand of of stormblast where he jumps and he speaks with the Stormfather and, and, and then eventually goes, Stormfather is confused, like, well, what are you doing? Like, I'm forging a bond. And then and then we jump into the, like, this this forging, like, it, it's not a powerful scene or anything, but it really speaks to me. 
And then we have the conversation. Timeline is a little muddy in my head, but the bit where the Stormfather tells Kaladin that this is the final lie the enemy tells, that there is no more journey worth taking. Like that's that's chills material, right? Um, and then we get the vision and the vision is nice. And then we come out of the vision and like Kaladin exploding with light. Like I, I'm always sucker for the cinematic moments, like exploding with light. And we have Windspren being pulled into the physical realm and slamming into his body, choosing to connect with him. And then as 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 they hit him, they turn into the the plates of the plate, right? And then he forms this column of of windspread, and it just the storm disappears, and it everything is illuminated. Just give it's this awesome. It is, it's so cool. Scene into my eyeballs. Be blinded by it. Uh, <laughs> I I don't. I don't think any of us are surprised that Calden swore the fourth ideal in this book, right? Like, we, nah, none of us were know. surprised that that occurred, right? That's all kind of what we thought would happen, but I think the the way it was done was just so good that... There, there were a couple moments where I was like, is Kaladin going to die at the end of this book? Like, I, I really wasn't sure for a yeah. bit, like... It could have gone another way, but this really way is not surprising. He really suffered in this book yeah. a lot. One of my, it's not, a, I don't know if there's a single favorite scene, but some of my favorite scenes in this book were the low moments. Um, Kaladin, like barely like, you know, uh, pulling himself out of the well and like trying to climb the tower to the high storm, you know, 90% dead with Downer helping him that last bit. Like that was, that was fantastic. Uh, Navani in the moments when she realizes that the, that she betrayed the sibling accidentally um, the scenes where she re- like when she creates the anti uh, anti light and um, and Rabonia like takes it to go off and kill people and she realizes the mistake that she's made like some of the the low moments the characters deal with in this book were my absolute favorite um, yeah mm-hmm. I don't know I just felt really gripped by those moments like mm-hmm. Calden in the weird braze vision that Hoyd joins oh, yeah. is like yes oh, yeah. oh you feel just the pain and then Hoyd's like look. Things will get better. You will be warm again. I was like, oh, oh I'm, I'm getting chills, literal chills. <laughs> uh, just just remembering that uh, because Calden's depression really spoke to me in this book. This finally matches my depression, which Calden really had not done before. So uh, it really fits. And so it's it's really nice. It's like, hey, if you're, if you're depressed, things will get better. Might not be for a while, but it will eventually. Mm. Not until part five. Not until part five. Yeah, <laughs> Ben. I have. I have. I was going to say two, but I'm going to add Dragon and the Dog as a third because you just reminded me of it's it. Really good. Um, I think it's the best toy story. I, you know, I really like. Uh, oh my god, the woman with Girl red scarves. Get it looked up. Um, oh, up. <laughs> uh, so I, re- I, I used to think really like that one, but I think this is by far his, his best one. Um, but my two moments that I have that I couldn't pick from is one is the one where it's very on me uh, that the last Eshenai's last flight, I just... I, I, I knew that would get you. <laughs> this is the whole I, time. We know. all knew. Everyone knows. <laughs> I, I'm like, three people in the Discord have also said, Ben, it's like this chapter was written for you. And I'm like, I know. I don't know. <laughs> I know it's narcissistic to think of it that way, but like... I cried too, Ben. I, I cried too. Good, good. It I got was, me. It was, yeah. It was like this lovely little gift at the end of the book being like, his one last Eshenai, and it's just the most beautiful 
thing you could she could possibly have gotten. Um, my, oh my other, <laughs> my other favorite moment, which is kind of almost like when I think of this book, I'm probably going to think of this moment more than any others, where it's the beginning of part five, and I was really worried that you were going to steal it, Evgeny. But it's the bit before the bit that you were talking about, when Kaladin is on his way to fight the pursuer and get that last, that last, that final fight. And he just, he picks up, he puts in his coat, he picks up his feet and he just stops hiding. He just yeah. marches through Irithiru and people are noticing, people are like cheering him on. People follow him. He gathers crowds. I'm like, this is Kaladin Stormblessed. This is the, the man, the myth, the legend yeah. coming. And he is, he is done with the darkness of the rest of the book. And he is coming to save the goddamn day. And like, I, that's, that's the moment I think of where everyone's like, everyone's following him and no one's stopping him. It's just, it's just, this is why I read these books for moments like this, where I'm like, as, as you said, it does get better. And that's the moment, like the light appears at the end of the tunnel and you're like, yes, there, there, it can get better. And here's Kaladin to show us the way. I can't right. quite remember yeah. the order of things that happened in part five, but didn't after that, Calden <laughs> just goes completely brutal and just like yeah. ridiculously yeah. murders the yeah. pursuer. And it is genuinely yes. brutal, like oh. more brutal. But then when Adolin fought those Takari, it's like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. There's, I think there's first him, his fight with the pursuer where he's like, no, you're the defeated. <laughs> that was pretty like, great. Yeah. He wins by like destroying Loser. the pursuer's legend around him, which is like great. And then Teft dies. And that's when he like yeah. brutally, yeah. he like lashes the pursuer to the wall and then like uses a reverse lashing to pull his head off. God. Yeah. I was shocked. Like, yeah. I'm like, damn, Brandon. <laughs> I have, I have two small scenes that are, uh, tangential to this uh -huh. that I really love and so one of them is yes the fact that like Kaladin is completely broken and Moash <clears throat> Vire has told um, the, the fused don't touch him if you touch him he will awaken <laughs> to vengeance <laughs> and then the pursuer goes screw that attacks Kaladin <laughs> and Kaladin destroys him <laughs> Like he ends this man's entire career so hard, and and so, but, but that, that is not that is not the scene. The scene is later on when one of the other fused just tries to run from this monster that is Kaladin right now, and and is with uh, with Liren. Yeah. And Kaladin gives pursuit with the Fabrio. There's a, there's a brief moment where there's a, another fused, I think a heavenly one that stands in Kaladin's way, and like we don't get the description of the fight at all. We just have Kaladin approaching this fuse, and the next line is like, he left the fuse behind broken. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. man, I don't remember yeah, that yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah, like, that was that so good. <laughs> and then, also adjacent to that scene, um, when, when Venli finally reveals herself to Leshwi. Mm -hmm. yes. and, and, like, one yes. of the very first yes. things Leshwi does is... Like she is, she is so happy. Like, have they have they returned to us? Have they forgiven us? Ask your friend, please. Rhea. Does she know another friend <laughs> called Ria? But Ria's dead because of the recreants. Oh yeah, I know that moment gets yeah. It was like, in my ten I crazy can, moments. I love it. I can feel Leshwi's emotion in there. It is so mm -hmm. powerful. 
Especially because what that was like yeah. seven thousand years ago or something. It's yeah. like, geez, no crap. That would be an emotional moment. Um yeah. on the topic of brutal fights and people losing their heads. Uh-huh. That Adolin fight. Yeah. He just decapitates <laughs> a dude in the first like two seconds. <laughs> it's so like, oh, good. you thought this was gonna be a normal fight. No. No. <laughs> Adolin's just like, no, you guys are screwed. <laughs> that fight was so brutal and intense for me because like Mm -hmm. the part two of shades mars sequence there wasn't like a lot of like actual danger until that moment Mm -hmm. but then it's like oh man adolin doesn't have his blade doesn't have his plate it's like he he could very easily die right there and uh, fighting all of them and then maya comes oh so good but then it turns out he does have his blade yeah he does have his blade that's right that's right yeah that was that fight scene was there's a problem when you have fight scenes with like main characters in in books where it's kind of like you you know main character is going to get out of this fight yeah um and i think branded such a good job of like making me legitimately fear for adolin in that fight like i was i was legitimately like i didn't think he was going to die but like he come out maimed yeah right yeah i'm like i was seriously worried about him and i was like this is part two of a book adolin's obviously not gonna die but like in my head i'm like what if he did that and so (laughs) at the at the end of oathbringer um you see all these people becoming knights radiant right and they're they're coming out in the open you're seeing all these powers and it's easy in that moment i think to like almost feel like they're they're too like they're overpowered um like how how is it going to be a challenge for these people to fight moving (laughs) forward after after that yeah and i thought brandon did a fantastic job in this book of just creating situations where you still worry about them like like that scene mm-hmm. uh, you're worried for adolin but then also like all the radiance like they're in Shadesmart and they don't, they don't have any easy access to stormlight you know he nobody can just walk up and heal him afterwards um mm. none of the radiance you know like all the radiance are in danger right because they have no stormlight to just heal and then in the in the tower right you see this it was a creative idea to you know have this whole suppression fabrial concept where you know everybody in this area now suddenly they don't have their powers but the bad guys do i I just thought it was really creative work on brandon's part to create these situations where you're you're still afraid for these characters even though you thought that they were you know superheroes and then uh, he just he finds creative ways to to take that away and say i remember the first um the first fight with the the pursuer back when he felt like a legitimate threat um and he (laughs) (laughs) and he like he teleports behind Kaladin as Kaladin's flying. You know, he's got all of his stormlight. He's he's Kaladin stormblessed in the in his at his peak, and he's just like he grabs the back of him and he just starts stabbing the base of his neck. And I was like, and and Kaladin can't breathe any more because like his his body that is was being paralyzed. Yeah, right. I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, that's a that's a really creative way of making it. Even though, you know, it's Kaladin at his height. I'm like, oh damn, that's a really effective tactic against fully powered radiance. <laughs> and. Because at the beginning of the book, our characters are just being badasses, right? And Dalinar's like, hey, you need more Stormlight? I got Stormlight. That's how Dalinar talks, actually. I, I don't know if you know. That's that's how the audiobook pronounces uh, all, everything Dalinar says. He sounds like a guy so. from Brooklyn. <laughs> you cannot have my pain! Hey. <laughs> wow. <laughs> There you go. Absolutely ruining these books for me right now. <laughs> hey, it's better than that voice acting that I did on the Keeping Up with the Colons when I was narrating Dalinar, where like my Dalinar voice changed everything. At least this is a voice, and it's a consistent voice. <laughs> <laughs> but but there there's 
it's it's just ridiculous. It's like, hey, you have infinite stormlight. Like, how could we be in danger? And so Brandon did do a good job. And I don't know about you. I'm kind of worried about book five uh, <laughs> things, even though our radiants are really powerful with Kaladin having plate. Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. plate is ridiculously overpowered. Living yeah. plate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we haven't even seen Radiant's full forms of just like, yeah, hey, what's up? I just can protect everyone now, <laughs> kind of. I know at the start of part five, I was like, this is the fourth book. This is going to end on a low note. Like someone's going to die at the end of this book and it's going to be like the dark hour before book five. I, I was very convinced that this book was going to be like, a sad ending. Hmm. Oh, I'm convinced it's like the next book. I'm seeing. I'm seeing. Oh, the, I'm the thing- terrified for book five. That is I, that is not going to go in well at all. Brandon Brandon's like a guy who writes happy endings, right? The happy ending comes in book ten, so which gives him at the end of this arc, he can write a bad ending, and he's still got five more books to resolve it. Like, why do we need a new <laughs> cast in book six? Maybe because most of the cast died in book five. Like, <laughs> this is plausible. This yeah. is very, very plausible. And then it's like, well, hey, the other characters that we didn't have time to develop, hey, we'll give, make the main characters in book five. I think everyone's in danger of dying, and. Especially with the epilogue, yeah. it's like, I'm worried this is not going to go well. Nope, 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 nope. This is not good. <laughs> the the epilogue is, it does so many things just great, right? So it's a it's a very different kind of epilogue, right? The first, the first time I read it, I was a little underwhelmed. Um, and part of that could have been because Brandon was kind of hyping this epilogue a lot for yeah. a long time he, prior Brandon to the needs release. To shut up before <laughs> <laughs> he's really setting expectations. He's like eh, this epilogue. Yeah, you're you're not wrong about that. But I was a little underwhelmed, and then the second because like not much happened. In previous epilogues, we have Tone returning, which is mind blowing and yeah. exciting. Uh, and then we have Yasna returning, which is mind blowing and exciting. And then we have Hoyt finding design. Uh, Hoyt, Hoyt bonding with design. Oh my god! Design. Design is amazing. I love her in the and it's like I bonded a literal monster. <laughs> but 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 that is like that is still kind of what we expect from Hoyt, right? This yeah. is he, he's there. He's telling a story. Something exciting happens. Uh, also, a little bit of an emotional moment. And then this one was, yeah, Hoyt was there. Yeah, he was telling a story. Yeah, there was a little bit with design there that was just beautiful to read. And then we didn't get something exciting happening. We didn't get a happy note. No. Instead, we got a very, very profoundly disturbing note. And not only that. But this thing happened to somebody we had thought of as virtually invincible. Like, yeah. Hoyt has always been this character who's, who has felt like Brandon has allowed himself to build this extremely powerful character. In part because he's not doing much, right? He's kind of the funny guy. He's telling jokes. He's dropping uh, references to the, to the wider Cosmere here and there. But he's not... Like he's not an active part of, of of the story. And and so seeing his nigh invincibility violated in such a profound way was just 
<sighs> it was just disturbing. Not good. It is not good. Mm. That battle of champions, not it, <laughs> Dalinar is going to be surprised and is. Oh, it's not race. Oh, great. Mm. You also had it. This is kind of going back, but you also had him being spied on by the the sleepless during the yep. yeah during that one chapter. So like, there's a lot in this book that all of a sudden, like, uh, you know, wit is no longer as all powerful. Oh, as I was always under the impression wit knew there was sleepless. Like he was always telling the story to them. Oh, see, like, I don't I think like so. I I thought um, I got the impression that he didn't he didn't realize because she walks in and he's like frantically doing something and then he kind of cools down i think he was like terrified that well i think in that moment of privacy but yeah. i think i like the words of radiance epilogue i think he, yeah. I, I think he knew yeah, yeah. oh, oh right. yes yeah, what, yeah 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 no i'm just oh sorry that's what i thought you meant yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but not in like the privacy of where he is with yasna right you know like yeah. that, that's a little different with them secretly plotting to with the make the contract it's like that's kind of not a great thing yeah speaking of the sleepless this book is where to me the ghost bloods became terrifying uh-huh yeah 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 <laughs> they did they did and one of them is working with the ghost plots and and God. and not only are people working with the ghost plots but uh the ghost plots are run by our friend kelsier you know <laughs> what what, what thing with him. grace what did you think <laughs> of that what did you think of that did you immediately catch on to that yeah, I wasn't surprised. I think I obviously I knew the theory about Thadakar being Kelsier. And then there was the earlier line from Mary's about like, my boss has like a similar affliction and yeah. wants to avoid Harold Mattis. And I was kind of like, okay, like either this is Kelsier or this is like some random returned or something like that. Okay, sure. And I was like, so, so, so once the Lord of Scars came up, I was like, yeah, that, that tracks. <laughs> Oh, Kelsier. Oh, they, these guys are not good people. This is not. No, not good. Well. I remember when I when I first read it, I was messaging you guys when I was reading um, and I was like, and I think I went and looked it up the other day and I said, that's a lot of scars. That's a weird thing to call the shard. And you guys were like, Ben, think about it. I'm like, <gasps> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't get it in my first read either because like my brain is not functioning at the end of part five. It's like, oh, my God, yeah. race died. What the hell, man? And I'm like, I'm not I'm like just not processing words appropriately. And it's like when you think about it, it's like, oh, right. Lord, yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, right. Got it. <laughs> who has scars? Who? Who? Yeah. Who has white slapped around? Right, right. Got it. But uh. <laughs> I just didn't. I just didn't process for me. I'm like, oh my god, Kelsier, what are you doing? <sighs> just, just seeing Lord of Scars Brilliant. on page just kicked me in the teeth so hard. He only <laughs> comes like, in Avatar what? form. What? What does that mean? Oh, don't even. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll do a full <laughs> podcast. It'll just be called Lord of Scars. Just be vague, you know. <laughs> Uh, and just like, yeah, it's, it'll be our Kelsier cast finally, uh, long awaited. Uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to talk one more thing about Hoyd, that scene with, uh, Ruthar. Yes. I want to talk about that because I just love Hoyd just, it's nice seeing Wit be like more unleashed because uh, we always see like the king's wit we always saw his sword and i was like oh he got out the sword oh shit. oh man <laughs> whoa what is gonna happen and i 
I, in that moment, Brandon convinced me that I forgot my Cosmere lore that Hoid could actually hurt someone, but I know that's not actually true. But uh, that was just, <laughs> just so great. I, I was, I was convinced he was gonna like let Ruthar kill him and like become or like lose his title and then like use Stormlight to heal. Mm. I, that was what I thought was gonna happen because yeah. like every people like people know he's bond to the cryptic, so I was like he can like use yeah, his healing to yeah. like <laughs> let Ruthar kill him and he's then just come back no to life and be whatsoever. like, yeah. well now now you're now you've killed the king's wit, so like you've lost your title and all your lands. Yeah. That's what I thought was gonna happen. Yeah, I thought he was just gonna embarrass him just thoroughly. Dance yeah. around yeah. him, slap him around I mean, a little he bit. He definitely did that. <laughs> <laughs> he is thoroughly embarrassed. It's just, man, Yasna is kind of terrifying too. Like, yep, you're. Oh, Yasna's always been terrifying. Oh, yeah, like... I know, but it's just like, oh, she's the queen and she is doing queenly things and then her battling on the battlefield. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Magnificent. Like the scene where. So, first of all, Ivory's snark. In, in that scene. <laughs> oh my god. 10, right? It's not yeah. it's it's no design. Okay. Yeah, can out of design. 10. Yeah. And, and like Yasna going through the through the fight and just like trying to to have a quote unquote fair fight and then eventually just giving up and <laughs> so casting the air into oil and then setting it aflame and just walking <laughs> out of a literal inferno. I can't believe Brandon got to sneak in Yasna in plate, but still somehow make Kaladin's plate reveal still actually cool. Like, yeah. that must have been yeah. so yeah. difficult to write, because it's like, well, Yasna's super powerful, but I don't want to steal all the thunder from Kaladin. It's like, but yeah. I think he did it. Oh, before we move on, and we're still uh -huh. talking about Hoyt and design. So uh -huh. design is a literal monster. Um, as as someone who's very sensitive to spoilers, I do not like being spoiled. I like I like having... <laughs> A raw experience. I don't even watch movie trailers. I look at the description. I'm like, I don't even read the full description. I like to read the first line. I'm like, yeah, I'll watch that movie. But then I came and we were talking and I discovered something about you, Eric, because it turns what? out you what? are an actual monster as what? well. What? I, I wouldn't know <laughs> anything Eric, about that. No. What do you do when you get a new book? No, no, no. I only did it for this book. I don't do it for every book, but I, mm -hmm. I, I did. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, uh, I, I, I may have... Uh, at the end of each part, skip to the next end of the next part of the book. And I may have <laughs> yeah. done that every time in every oh part of this book. <laughs> I thought you just read the end of the book first. I didn't realize you did it every part. I, 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 I may have done it on every single one of this book. <laughs> that, that, I, 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 I admit that might be a reason why I think this ending is less good. <laughs> I, I, I accept that that is a logical possibility, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, literal literal monster look i didn't when, do when that I... for oath breaker words of radiance it's 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 different i didn't and donchard control f donchard that would be i definitely didn't do Love that me. either <laughs> shocking how you would find words of radiance in oath ringer endings oh. more powerful when i i uh at one point when i was reading i decided to like glance through and like look at all the chapter titles and kind of like skim through and see like who had what and i saw that the last adolin chapter with his icon was called sacrifice which in retrospect doesn't no mean alert. that but that is that's pretty yes. great when you don't get that no like i don't know Shut up, Ben. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it, man. Shut up. Shut your face. 
<laughs> what was your least favorite part of the book? Right? If we were we went on look, this podcast, we are not gonna have many rails on this. We're we're just talking about what we talk about, but least favorite part of the book. So I think for me, I think by the end of it I was sold on it, but at first when when Dalinar first made the decision to go see Ishar, and we were like cutting back to him from the Erythru fight, I was like, why are we going on a field trip to Tukar? Like Ishar's not going to be able to help you, Dalinar. Like he's insane. Why why are we doing this? Uh, by the end of it, by the time we like saw Ishar and like we had the fight and we saw the experiments, I was like, okay, like this is this is cool. I'm glad we got to see this. I am very disturbed, but at least at first, I was a little bit like. I just, I just don't care about this field trip. We're doing right now. something totally different, and ah, yes, Ishar, he will help. He's very sensible. It's insane. <laughs> they do get the insanity though of Ishar down really well. Like, what, Ishar? You are yeah, just more, totally crazy. More than the I, other radiance. Like, uh, I've never felt Ash is that far gone. I know she's got like her destroying images of herself thing, but I'm like, uh, Talon is just broken yeah. uh collect was yeah pretty crazy oh, he but was Ishar is bonkers Ishar <laughs> has was just in another world like yeah. i know i know Kalak has like some issues and like obviously he's you know had that moment of like freaking out but like i kind of think he's like relatively sane like like wanting to get off roshar seems pretty rational to me <laughs> that does seem like, pretty rational i will say yeah <laughs> he is pretty functional yeah. <laughs> I, I do love, though, Kalak and the honor spread are just like, just like kind of suffering him. It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, we respect you, technically. But uh, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I don't care what you guys think. We're just going to do this. So it's just, yeah, you know, Edward makes a good point. Oh, just the best judge in the trial. <laughs> I, I, I think I, f I felt like Edelin needed to be there for like Dalinar's decision to see Ishar because like earlier in the book it was like Edelin's got the measure of these heralds down. He's like, Kelly, probably not that sane. When he's writing stuff down, probably just doing a word puzzle or something because he doesn't really seem to care about the child. Like, Edelin 100% if he'd been there would have just been like, like, you've read his letters, dad. Like, Ashen Tom's that the heralds are insane. Like, this is not going to help. Like the the Atium shadow thing, uh, nearly mm -hmm. probably oh. not Atium, but like it's like symbol <laughs> principles, right? Like, hmm. Yeah, I I think he's just reading connection there, right? Probably, yeah. Are yeah. the connection dudes, right? Mm. Um, and and Atium has to work on a similar principle, right? You, yeah. and, and especially with uh, Ellen's like supervision there, like Jeromelum enhanced Atium there at the very end. It has to be either. It's described I, I, in Mistborn as looking into the spiritual realm, right? When he uses a yeah, yeah, yeah. But so. but I think but I think it has to be connection, not like not fortune. I think fortune is is. I think there's a different. bit of fortune in there, perhaps. I think. But we are rapidly turning this into connection cast. Um, <laughs> there is there is a, a bit where so another excellent scene. Um, when uh, Dalinar is experimenting with his powers, right? Yeah. So he he first connects yes. with with Nail, yes, and like oh. sees the Oath Pact, but also sees Nail's connections to like his past. Essentially, is what he does. Mm. And then I think the next chapter we see Dalinar do this, like he's he's experimenting with 
uh, a soldier and is like yeah. connecting with the with a just a random soldier in his army and the stormfather tells him that these lines that he sees they are and i don't have the quote with me but they are the the person's connections with other people with objects and with the past and and also places i think yeah and so the fact that connections well connect you to the past i i think there's an implication there that they can also connect you to the future because spiritual realm time mumbo yeah, jumbo yeah, yeah. things like that hmm. so i wonder if connecting to someone's future like that is what fortune is like capital c connecting with the, the future is like maybe well it is a separate spiritual attribute fortune is mm. which is which is why it has to be <laughs> but aren't they all connected yeah, but aren't all the spiritual attributes one in the spiritual realm Arjun? oh no <laughs> just make sure you intend to command something before you oh hey, <laughs> no, hey uh, you going all, all the words <laughs> we're not going all there just saying. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should steer back a little bit least favorite moments least favorite things yeah yes i mean i can go um this will make me say how much I love the book based on how like dumb these are. But um, <laughs> I said I, I said I didn't really care for the flashbacks a whole lot. Worst flashback for me was uh, Esh and I and her crew watching the Alethi arrive at the Shattered Plains, um, just because it seemed like such a pointless like they turned into Warform and then they're like, oh, the Alethi are here, and then it, <laughs> then it like skipped over to Vinley, and I was like, what, like what was like obviously this happened like nothing I learned here. Um, hmm. It was that. And then I'll say something that wasn't in the book that I was sad about, um, which was really weird interludes. Um, That's true. Mm, yes. I Some missed getting like a pulley or a, a yeam or um, a Baxil, you know, like these like really like totally random people that are most people hate those. So I'm probably most people think like, oh, these are the best set of interludes ever. But um, I really miss just getting some random person on the other side of the world who has no relevance to the plot. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, they were no, very I plot relevant here, and and I feel like they've been getting more and more plot relevant, like with each book. They have, yeah. They, they I expect it'll be the same in book element. five. Like, yeah, you can't open new threads. This is closing yeah. threads time. It makes sense, yeah. right? Yeah, like haven't gotten the sailors on the infinite sea though. <laughs> look, <laughs> book five, Grace. You, you look the sailors on the infinite sea. It could be there. Book five we, set up for the next. Yeah, who knows? I don't. Huh? You know, we we didn't we still haven't gotten like seventeenth shard stuff and since <laughs> Way of Kings <laughs> or Silverlight. Like still waiting for, still waiting for that. To, it's been well. a good decade. It's like, oh, like have we seen Brandon's more playing, stuff? Yeah. I don't Brandon's playing the meta game and he said, Oh, you guys wanted 17 shard content? Well, they've made like 300 hours worth of content over the last three years. So, like, what more do you want from me? Oh. Well, no, like, to me, it's just like if you're looking at like all the interludes, like, have they, whether or not they played into the story, like, there's only a couple that are still basically irrelevant. Um, I mean, one is Pulleys. Um, mm, sure. And I feel like Ishik's, like, they're, they're chasing Hoyd, but like, why and like, what are they doing now? Like, that's sure, never really right. been followed up on. That's true. That that has not been followed up on. Like one of the seven. What's Galadon doing? Nothing. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> Galadon, Demu, and Bayon. Freaking Bayon, the Bayon. monster, the the actual magical monster of live uh, of live sand of white sand of live sand. <laughs> That's the name of the sequel. There you go, Brandon. We nailed it. Live sand. <laughs> The yeah. the Fatou man himself. 
Live yeah, sand. Like the, the sand strikes back. That's what's called. It's, it's, it's true. That's <laughs> well, that's, that's that's what happens when you uh, use the songs to like mix autonomy and uh, cultivation and make sand <laughs> yeah. out of them. <laughs> sure, with, with the boombox. Use it with the combination. Play. Oh yeah, you put the tones in the boombox. Yeah, that's what it so that's, few people have read white sand that they don't know what we're talking about at this thing. <laughs> They're just like, we have no idea. But longtime Sharkcast listeners, they know. They know what we're they talking about. Basically, there was an art error that it made it look like there was a boombox on the white sand planet, and there was not supposed to be, let's say. It's a meme. I still think I still think that it's a, more of a radio. But Well, whatever. yeah, but, you know, like, I made my skit, okay? It was quality, <laughs> all right? <laughs> Other things, uh, least favorite so, things. Least favorite. I was reminded of the Aiden interlude, and oh. that was the worst chapter of the book. Like you delete that, and the book would not be worse for it. I know he comes back later, but I don't care. Yeah, I don't care about Aiden at all. <laughs> like all the interludes, they're plot relevant and they're like good. And then like Aiden's, I'm just like, I'm not remotely interested in this person. Yeah, he's going to be a main character in book six. I know. <laughs> and I hate it. I, I know that's what's <laughs> happening. And I just don't care. It's like, I want to be, I'm a young I'm twerp and I want to be a windrunner. It's like, yeah, I don't care. I don't care about you at <laughs> yeah. all. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. As a, as a larger, more structural complaint, I, I think one of the reasons I liked the beginning of part five when Kaladin said, screw it with all this node business is because I didn't like all the node business. <laughs> I was like, I was kind of, I think this might be why I kind of struggled with three and four is I just didn't find protect the weak points one after the other, have a boss fight. It just felt really video gamey, like to me. And uh, yeah. it, it just like, I, I just didn't like it that much. Um, the fights were cool, but just just the structural idea of it felt a bit video gamey. Sure, interesting. I feel almost exactly the opposite about these. Um, the fight, the fight, fights, fight. the well, no. So the fights I didn't care much about. Right. Uh, it was interesting to see Kaladin like use this this new Fabriel uh, in interesting and and clever ways. But it was still Kaladin fighting. Right. That we, we we've seen four books of that by now. Um, yeah, what I found interesting was more like the character journey and the the downward spiral of just how just exhausted Kaladin is. True. Like, and 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 the, the three nodes that actually mattered for him, like, because it was yeah for him it was only three. I, I felt a very tangible downward progression of well, the first one is okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little wounded. I'm a little tired from all the stuff I was doing in the surgery and getting Teft to escape and all of that stuff. But I can I can do this, right? And he goes and fights and and kind of wins. And then we get to the well, and he's he's just not ready for defending the well. But he's like, gotta mm. gotta do that. And then by the time we get to the final, uh, like the small node that is in the model, he is. That's the big fight. That one is. That's the, the yeah. That that is the big fight. But to me, his preparation there was like I. One of you two mentioned something about almost coming back to being storm blessed and like screwing all of the hiding and things like that. To me, that felt as Kaladin getting ready to make his final stand. Like he's he's marching to death there. Mm. Um, and, Tef, and that was Tef like that was that was obviously super low. I was just saying, Tef like makes him like promise that he'll come after, it, and you really don't get the sense that he's like yeah, not going to no. follow through with that. I do think, other than the flashbacks, my the 
part my eyes glaze over the most is long held in fight sequences. It's like, <laughs> cool. He's doing... Brandon really likes magical combat, is what I'm saying. And he really likes it a lot. And I could go for a little less of it, personally, hmm. for me. Uh, it's I, kind of a lot. I like... The light, I like the fights themselves, because even though, yeah, we've seen like three books of Kaladin fighting, the, the Fabriel changed things up enough for me where he was just like Superman in about. Like, I thought that was entertaining and yeah. creative. I don't really have scenes outside of the Aiden interlude that I didn't like. Yeah. Um, a couple of kind of small, more overarching things that I wasn't super in love with was, so, you know how Rabonio is supposed to be this this famed fused scholar, this mm-hmm. Donsinger scholar. Yeah. There were moments in her conversations with Navani where she felt kind of dumb. Hmm. Um maybe maybe dumb is not the correct way to to think about that. But like there were time so so there were a couple of places where she and Navani would perform an experiment or have a discussion on something. And they wouldn't get the outcome that one of them was hoping for. And Rabonio was like, well, uh, I guess that doesn't work. Hmm. And like, this is, this is not science, right? The, the soul of science is you, you try something and you, then you try something. Like the, the part where Navani was trying to merge Stormlight and Voidlight and she had like a list of experiments prepared and she was trying this and she was trying that and was like and even at the end of that after she had performed like half a dozen experiments she was like okay well that sucks uh I haven't proven anything but also it sucks that I couldn't get a result this quickly and she acknowledges that in science you almost never get a result this quickly you almost always have to go through a number of iterations and a lot of the times it's just dumb luck that somebody ends up discovering something. And I loved that. And so contrasted with Navani's approach to science, which like felt right and real to me, Rabonio was almost kind of petulant when things weren't working. Hmm. Uh, and so that kind of kicked me out of the hole. Well, she's this renowned fused scholar. I know what you mean. Um, I think... I wouldn't say like the words I would use was isn't dumb, but it's it's set in her ways. Like yeah. I imagine this is at the end of many thousands of years of basically doing these experiments, and like she's she might have been a great scientist once, but she's very much fallen from that position. Um, she obviously still has the reputation and like the the legacy, but like she need that's why she I think she almost says it exactly that she needs people like humans uh, that have not been around for thousands of years to bring in these new ideas because she's she's reached the end of her, her rope and doesn't know how to progress, um, whether that's because she's forgotten or just, yeah. yeah. Hmm. That's kind I, of how I saw it, but I know what you mean. Yeah, no, I, I get that. It's it's more of a mindset that that's my issue with her, not mm. so much that... The, the, like the actual things she says and does. Yeah. but I, but I, I guess we're, and, and so this is like it's it's a fairly minor thing i would have loved it if she was more like it, at, at times it felt like she was saying things and doing things so that i was gonna say nalanars uh so that navani's Nalanar, yes <laughs> uh, so that navani's approach to science would kind of shine even more which hey eh, i mean it was fine but 
I think this is also like getting into even just that scene with the nine where it's like, wow, humans have done a lot of stuff and uh, we're kind of set in what we're doing. And the fused also don't have the same scientific rigor that like was developed. Like they never really had 4,500 years to, you know, deal with that. Right. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's what it. To me, it's kind of spoke to their culture and their understanding of science being more limited than what the humans have have, have reached. Right. Like the, the just the yeah. idea of like scientific rigor is just different than the fuse is. And like having that contrast, because uh, Raponio is real old, like really old. <laughs> yeah. I, can, I love that this is not super related, but one of my favorite lines in the book is when Raboniel talks about her grandmother, I think, right? Yeah. When yeah. it's like, yeah. I wasn't there when the humans were there, but uh, when they came, uh, she thought they, they, their skin was ash because they were burnt. I was like, holy crap. Whoa. Whoa. Why are they heels? Wow. Holy crap. Which definitely brings a new meaning to the, the void bringer. Uh, they, they are a flame like death rattles. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I don't know. Like, wow. Raboniel's really, really old. Yeah. Uh, that, so it just hammers in. And like, there, there are several scenes in this book where you really get a perspective on how, how many years this war has been going on. Like, I, I yeah. love the one where uh, we are reading Kalak's journal. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he goes, oh, so uh, the, the the Fused have finally figured out how to trap us in gems. It, it only took them 7,000 years, which is a fantastic bit of snuff, right? Kalak's sass is just great. But the very next epigraph from him is, Oh, father, it's been 7,000 years. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, this, it's been a while. This kind of hit me just now when you guys were talking about when uh, Van Lee um, tells Aleshwi about the Spren coming back and she's like, oh, do you know Rhea? And I'm like, can you imagine trying to remember someone's name for 7,000 years? I couldn't tell you who I've met 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like- you know. <laughs> Like, I, I don't know what the situation is with Lashwi and Rhea. Yeah. But if it is anything even remotely like a sort of Spren Bondy thing, I think you'd remember, especially if there was, like, something that went horribly wrong, that, like, mm. like, like just a really deep regret that maybe that's what turned them to Odium, and they're like, whoa. Like, that, I, that would stick in your memory. I don't think Leshwi would remember what they ate for breakfast last week, though. Uh, like, they're just like, this is totally irrelevant to anything. I do not need to keep this memory at all. I don't care. All right. Grace. Yes. What do you want to talk about now? Pick something. Okay. I don't know. We're um, just, we're just, we're just going to be babbling, guys, today about Rhythm of War stuff, because we get to talk about Rhythm of War, and that's great. Yeah. It's a new Stormlight. Sure, let's let's do Ishar's experiments. Let's oh, okay, all right, yes. sure. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's, that's disturbing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, it, it is. It is. Let's, that let's was, not. <laughs> I, I think I realized, I realized like just before the Stormfather said, like 
when when they got to the cryptic and he was like like black thing almost like carapace and like intestines instead of head i was like oh no like this is a cryptic i was like oh. i think my brain that was the one where my brain i think i'd worked out and then immediately rejected it as how horrifying like it's first idea. like oh this is a natan person right yeah like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just I did not catch on to this until the Stormfather made it clear. Like, and so, it's so crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, like I was, I was thinking some weird like singer hybrids with the with the carapace reference mm. and things like that. And it, and it's just like this is this is probably one of the most horrifying things that I have read from Brent. Like the yeah. cryptic, just it 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 gnaws at my brain with how horrifying this because i can i can almost see like the tent in my mind's eye and the cryptic's body and, I, and like the weird flesh that it is and like the face made of essentially intestines and like the almost medical smell in the air cuz I was going to say, we've all seen intestines, but we haven't necessarily. <laughs> we've seen pictures of them inside people, probably, in, like, uh, science classes. Or, out, or outside of people. But, but like, it is, it is so viscerally wrong to me yes. to imagine mm. that. And, and then we go on and talk about, like, how this is an honor spread, this is a cultivation spread, and this is an ash spread, and this is a peak spread. But, like, the, those are... They have they are disturbing noses. And mouths. Yeah. But, yeah. This is I mean, this is eldritch horror stuff. Yeah. And it's just no. The Ash Sprint to me also. Because I think they say Ash Sprint and Cryptics are the two that like yeah. just they're physically cannot survive in the physical realm with like the, the flesh like turning to ash every time they move and then regrowing. It's just like so like oh to think about. Mm. That's where my mind goes when I think about the cryptic is what it must have been like for that cryptic to have lived, never had to breathe before, then suddenly you have lungs and no way of getting air to them because your head is just a big ball of flesh. But you've got those lungs, so you're just like, cool. I don't have eyes, I don't have ears, I don't have a mouth and nose, I can't. You just, and then you're just dead because you couldn't survive What is the purpose of any of this? (laughs) Why is Ishar doing any of this? What? I have a theory. I have a theory. Would you like to hear mine? Okay. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. Your hot takes so are I'm, never wrong, Ben. Except when I, this isn't a hot take. I'm no. pretty. This one has evidence. I think this one is reasonable. Actually, <laughs> this one has evidence. Um, <laughs> so, I believe one of the reasons that Kelsia struggled to hold preservation is because he was a cognitive shadow, and because he didn't have that link to the physical realm, he could never fully hold preservation. I think Ishar wants to hold honor, but knows he can't because of. He's a cognitive shadow. And whilst he does have a physical body, it's not like it's not really a physical body. He's still just a cognitive shadow attached to a body in the physical realm. So I think he's trying to turn a cognitive entity that he is into an actual living being. And I think because he wants to do that to himself so that he can take up honor and become the thing he thinks he is. Hmm. That's my Hmm. theory. So I agree with the concept <laughs> except that you're wrong <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't agree with the reason for the concept i think he wants to essentially find a way to 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 yes turn his soul into an actual physical body so he can leave roshar 
That's that's the other way I've seen it gone. Is he yeah. wants to be human so he can just leave and so get he can be human. Whole, so he can be human. Yeah. I guess uh, I just don't understand why you'd. Why do you need to go through trying to bring cryptics into the physical realm? Because that doesn't really seem to. Like, it feels like there's more issues with that than to do what you're saying. Like, does that make sense? Like, that's that's why I yeah. don't get it, right? Um, there's a bit of insanity in there. Of I being know like, he's crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess. I guess. He's but, insane. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. I, I think this is this is one of the more sane things he's done, actually, horrifying as it is. <laughs> um, also, it puts the other things he's done in, pers- in perspective. Um, like... He the experiments he's conducting are specifically on like the longevity of spren being turned into physical into physical beings and like how their organs form and how they function and things like that. So it, obviously he's not gonna experiment on himself or anything like that. Yeah, and he probably doesn't have the means to create a cognitive shadow bound to a body like himself. Uh, as much okay. as he claims to be the Almighty and stuff like that, <laughs> so the only the only subjects he can experiment on are are Spren and like humanoid Spren, sure, yeah. because organs. Oh, I wish I wish we'd got some of him experimenting on the animal Spren as well. Mm. Yeah, that oh, is that really wrong. cool. Like the the that <laughs> I reckon they could have the some horse of them that uh, the honor Spren is riding. Oh, oh yeah, I the fancy horse. <laughs> You would think that if that's if he's just trying to do experiments with pulling cognitive things into the physical realm, that he would start with like not sapient spren that are, are probably a lot easier to like capture and do that with, wouldn't you think? Unless there's like some kind of will, like, uh, well, he could be past that. Yeah, that's true. He's been at this that's for a long time. He's there. he's been on Roshar a long time. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> but I mean, I don't think he's been doing the spren experiments for like no. that long, right? Because otherwise the Stormfather probably would have realized it eventually. Or like the hmm. Spren would have or something. I don't yeah. know. When did he conquer when did he take control of Tukar? That, that was is really fairly unclear. recent. I mean Okay. I feel like it's super recent. We we, we don't really know. It's just like there's mm. a god king, there's Tezum, uh, but we, we don't really know the political structure, even where the capital of Tukar is. I've looked at the yeah, I would I would think that it would be like pretty notable if everybody was like, oh, by the way, the God King has been alive for the last a thousand years. Yeah, like, do, like it's probably it more recent. Like... <laughs> and I also feel like if he had been there for a long time, he would have like eventually taken over neighboring countries and stuff like that. Hmm. And it was more like not a hundred years, obviously, since he got the blade back, right? Uh, because he yeah. got it from Zeth's dad. So yep. yes, the yeah, must have been super recent. Yeah, I'm really, it's so hard for me. Yeah, since since Seth became truthless, since he didn't know. Yeah, mm. I'm really excited to see some Seth flashbacks and Shin stuff, guys. I'm real excited. It's about freaking yeah. time and someone learning division. His, his entire family got given to the stone shamans, and they all hold on to blades. <laughs> like, what's going on with that? Yeah, like, what is going on with that? How do you get chosen he, for that gig? Like, what? He has a he has a sister. I want to say. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I definitely remember a, a oh, sibling. I don't remember that at all. A, definitely a sibling. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Were, like his his other father, sister, and him all got like given to the stone shamans, and all like had honor blades. I think was the, or Did, were all wielding different ones. Like, did they all get declared truthless and then given honor blades and sent out with those stones? Or did they all get the honor blades but only Zeth declared truthless and sent out? Like, 
My sense oh, is that they that was like his family's like job for whatever reason. Like they're like in like maybe they're like the bottom of the soldier class. You know how like the soldiers are the bottom. Like uh, maybe so they're like super low class, and they're like you get so you the, get not just swords, but you get the honor blades. Yeah, but, and but they said Zeth said like his. I am so excited for Zeth flashbacks after this book. But like they said like his father was a shepherd, and like he was always told oh, yeah. like creating is the most like like is like the best thing you can do for the world, and then like. I don't know who would have given them to the stone shaman because it didn't seem like unless at some point between then and now like they became soldiers and slaves or whatever. But I don't know. It's just so weird. It's going to be used like, the honor boys to do like surges like for the sake of like farming <laughs> or like soul casting to produce metal <laughs> regrowth yeah. to help farms, you know. Um, what if uh, it so was so so Zeth becomes truthless. But yeah, so back in the Way of Kings, uh, I think somebody calls Zeth, uh, Zeth son Naturo. Uh, it may have been Taravangian, actually. Yeah. And, hmm. and Zeth's like, no, don't sully my father's name by associating him with me. Yeah. And so I don't think the rest of Zeth's family were uh, kind of brought as low as he was. But what, what could have happened was Zeth was made truthless and the rest of his family was kind of not made slaves exactly, but like given given this this responsibility of doing stuff with the honor blades, hmm. whatever. It is. Maybe they're like their keepers or whatever. I don't know. I've definitely got the implication that the honor blades happened before he became truthless, but yeah, it's yeah. pretty unclear. Does he need to train with all ten surges? Right? Trained, like, yeah. yeah, that's true. It's super weird. I think. Zeth's flashbacks are going to be almost the opposite of Veshnai's and Venli's, where every yeah. flashback is going to give us brand new information. Yeah, because yes. it's like, right. we, yeah. we've had one Rissen interlude in Shinovar. That is it. We've got basically <laughs> nothing of Shinovar. Uh, Ishar says there's an unmade there Oh, now. yeah. Yeah, unmade influence. We did not get much unmade in this, uh, in this book because we tossed it in the ocean for one thing but uh maybe we want to talk about that but yeah, because uh, we stopped rabonio from making another one yeah uh, yeah that's true that's true but like i imagine with that whole plot line we will see i mean pretty clearly there are two unmade on the list for this next book with uh going to shinovar in is that Diganarthus? i don't know i don't know something in shinovar we we we, we don't got any clue uh there's no. Diganarthus or Chamorish, well, I guess. Yeah, I think those are the two we're kind of missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I hope and, it's the but Black the, Fisher. But then, but then, Shalon, hunt down by Edomishram. <laughs> this is an unmade book. We're, we're skipping one. We're going to get big battles, book five, unmade stuff for sure. Speaking of unmade and Shalon, I, I actually, um, I don't want to go too long into like book five speculation, I guess, but um, <laughs> I'm actually expecting... Shalon to have a a, a reencounter with Rishafir. Book That'd five. be good. Yeah. Because um, I feel like Oathbringer set up as like they had this encounter, but like she didn't really win. She just drove it away. Uh, and they're mm. such a good like pair for each other. So I think like Shalon kind of she's made some progress and now they're going to have like a um, a rematch. Yeah, a rematch. So, hey, do, um, do you guys think we'll see one of the other uh, 10 deaths? Because we've seen <laughs> one. <laughs> Do, 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 you, do you think we'll, we'll maybe see one of the other 10 deaths? That, that'd be nice. Okay, is, this is the first book 
where we didn't get yeah. a new name of one of the ten fools. I was about That's to true. say that we're, is true. I'm sure we're gonna get like one per book Big until the end, and yeah. then there wasn't one. I was like looking for it. Zero out of ten. No were, ten fools. Like it's a, and there were yeah. There were multiple moments where where like so a character would be like, I feel like the sixth fool, and then like they wouldn't say the name or what the fool was known for, and I was just <laughs> waiting dare, for it constantly. How dare you, Brandon? Not giving us that Very lore. Considerate. Why are there ten deaths if there's only if Odium stuff's nine? I don't know. Just, just these numbers are are weird. They, sure. Yes, it's, it's it's it's. We'll find out more about the ten deaths once we find out more of Honor's purposes. You know. <laughs> no, no, no. Speak not of, of of such things in my if, presence. If you don't know what that's referring to, uh, Brandon mentioned them to Evgeny once and have literally never mentioned them again. That's the only time. It's just been in a word of Brandon that uh, Arjun and got. It, so. And it's oh my god, I'm so furious about this. Like. <laughs> I have I have always We're been topic. so diligent. This is the most important topic a man can this say. This is this really is. <laughs> I have been so diligent in like recording everything that is being said around Brandon, whatever I am around Brandon, and that one signing where this was mentioned, my recorder or phone or whatever I was using at the time, for some reason, for the first like ten minutes of the signing line, was not recording. It was fine after that, but like in those ten minutes were my questions. Oh, and you know, you know how many minutes that is? Ten. That's it was probably nine. It really was, it was probably, probably nine. Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really, really. The tenth minute was honest, true minute. And so, and, <laughs> oh. we do want to talk about that though, because that is, that is what the hell's going on there. Um, yeah. I, I was asking things about the significance of the number ten, and Brandon was like, "Oh, it has to do with honor's purposes." <laughs> and like twice since then. I've asked him about these purposes, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're still a thing. I'm not going to tell you anything about them, but they're still a thing. <laughs> oh, oh can, can we talk about another thing that, that Brandon talked about in, in words, Brandon? Oh my God. Can, can we, do, can we <laughs> talk about this? You know? Yes. yes. So, if, if you're new to Shardcast, welcome. Hello. Uh, if, if you are new to Sorry. words of Brandon's, uh, uh, <laughs> shut up. So basically people have been asking what was in Gavilar's black sphere that Gavilar gave Zeth for a very long time. Uh, and, uh, well, so we know now. And so th th there were a few words of Brandon that were uh, around Oathbringer time, right? That's like, you'll know what it is after book three. It is what the book implies it to be. Like a round oath ringer. And lady, ladies and gentlemen, that was a lie. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's what the book implied to be to be Andy invested. Andy Boyd. Like, yeah, it makes it makes sense. The totally. only thing I can think of is that the aura around the sphere is like described as doing something similar as Nightblood, and Nightblood destroys investiture, <laughs> so the sphere also destroys investiture. <laughs> I, I I would like to read a direct quote. Let's do it. That we have on audio. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm talking with Brandon about awakening and surge binding and things like that. And our brief session uh, ends with a, a conversation about the black sphere. Uh -huh. um, and and there's something that Brandon doesn't answer. And his last line is, I'm just curious what... The, so, 
I'm just curious what the theories are after, <laughs> after, after, after refusing to answer a question of mine. This is 2016? Book three, 2015. 2015, okay. Book three, the Black Sphere is... Everyone who reads the books will know what the Black Sphere is by the end of book three. <laughs> and he said that to your face. <laughs> I, 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 we were in the city of Chicago on a firefight Saturday. Saturday? Signing. <laughs> Uh, maybe he means void light, like it has light, like it, it does, it does, it's it does technically have void light. Te technically, uh, it is a kind of investiture that is a light, technically. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so what we're learning is, even though that we do talk about words of Brandon, and we do go down deep rabbit holes regarding them, uh, book canon trumps, uh, mob canon, mm -hmm. like yeah. Miss oh, Brandon. And, and like Let's not forget all the uh, pattern wops. Yeah, all the pattern. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. oh Let's yeah, do this. Le yeah. Like with with Shalon's past, it's like, well, you know, Shalon was bringing in pattern. It's like that. None of, the, I mean, a pattern. I technically that they guess technically that. They're, yeah, they're, cool. they're all pattern. pattern therefore, yeah. he wasn't lying. Um, I I would like to actually ask Joff to give us his theory on these things because yes. I like a lot of the things like that he's got going on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I feel like it's probably controversial. And I really Ooh. I really enjoyed um Shalon's truth there about the the, tr the revelation that um she had a a different cryptic that she was bonded to testament. Was pretty um, cool. I thought that was a really cool twist. I don't know. I don't um I I'm sure people predicted that ahead of time maybe. I have no idea um, how this connects out with there. uh the rest of her past and I'm very confused well, and I'm a little yeah, salty so, with one chapter 115 where it's like, well there's still holes in in my memory about this. I'm like, when are we getting this? We better freaking get a full story in book 5, just like with Gabalar and understanding how he is anti-light. Sorry, please continue, Joff. Yeah, my my so my theory <laughs> is that she bonded she bonded testament, right? But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I there's a mention by the, uh, her Inksprin partner that she went off like looking for humans to bond with yeah, a yeah. group of cryptics. Pattern mentioned that he was with a group. So, and when Shalon is like sketching in uh, Way that's of Kings, she draws okay. like a group of cryptics, right? So okay. there's like a pack of cryptics that's been following Shalon around. The first one uh, that bonded her was Testament, but Pattern was there. She was he was present at the time. So fast forward to Words of Radiance. When they're on the boat and he's like oh my earliest memories are of the like he was there he remembers when she bonded testament so okay anyway, she all bonds, right okay that's good i like that she that's bonds good. testament um and i think they i think she advanced to her third oath it might have been like the the moment she killed her mother um or maybe mm. sometime before but i think that she made it that far to have a shard blade at the normal point where radiance gets shard blades um she kills her mother uh she she doesn't like how all that goes down so she she cuts ties with Testament in some way, whatever that means to, to break that bond. And so Testament becomes a dead eye, right? Mm -hmm. Skip forward. Um, however many years it is, I don't know until we're at way of Kings and she starts to bond pattern at the end of that book. Right. Um, now there's, there's two truths that she speaks in that book. Two things that seem to be truths. One is um, when she first soul casts in her room, there's a voice that speaks to her and, and asks her to say a truth. And she says, I'm terrified. Um, and that's when she first soul casts. And at the end we get the, I killed my father revelation and she falls into Shadesmar then. Um, so there's, there's two truths there. Um, but in, at the beginning of words of radiance, um, it's mentioned, she mentions that there was a voice when she first soul casted that asked her for a truth. Um, she says that it, it, that in her memory, it was, 
it, it, the voice sounded different than patterns. Something about the voice was different than than patterns voice. And she kind of dismisses it. She says, maybe I just like, don't remember what it was, but I think that she was speaking to Testament in that scene where she soul cast. I think the I'm terrified was mm. spoken to Testament. And I think that that counted as a truth to her original bond, which would make her like a level, a level four radiant. Do you follow? Cause mm. she was already at three. And yes. so I'm assuming that she didn't like regress any. Um, um, unless that truth is like, and so she's mentioning this in words of radiance that uh the voice was different or was it in way of kings it's on the ship when she's like studying pattern i think okay Um, okay, in a room maybe yeah you guys keep talking i I need to find this quote because i'm like whoa i love i love this that's good so i guess let me back up then because i think that her bond with testament is is weird and it's still there a lot of people Mm -hmm. at the end of where uh Rhythm of War, she mentions, oh, I had two shard blades all this time. I think she was using Testament as a shard blade in Words of Radiance. Um, because I think that her bond with Testament is weird and she's it's not behaving like a usual dead eye. Like people have, when I mentioned this, people ask me like, why wasn't it screaming when she used it? Why wasn't it screaming when she gave it to Kaladin? There's a kind of a question of like, if it was Testament, like can it like reform into different shapes than just a sword? We also have in um, Words of Radiance in the Middle Fest chapter, Mm-hmm. Um, where Wit shows up and holds up some Stormlight and she has kind of a weird interaction with that. Um, I think that even though she kind of went back on, she did something wrong to her bond with Testament, even though Testament turned into a dead eye, the fact that she's still there, they clearly have a connection because Testament has been following her around all these years. Like there's still some sliver of their bond that's there, that it wasn't totally gone. Um, and so I think that we're going to see some weird stuff with Testament where she doesn't act like a usual dead eye does because her radiant is still there her radiant is still connected to her i think that gives her some something that normal dead eyes don't have anyways so her first oath to pattern is her first truth is i killed my father second truth is um i killed my mother and then i think it, we're at rhythm of war we have a you know the uh, fourth a third truth that uh, i killed my first sprint so i think she's bonded to two two cryptics and both of them are at a third truth level hmm. and that would kind of still work with the wob about shalom being one further than kaladin yep. at the end of i like uh, it assuming she assuming the truth to testament like advanced yes. her further even though yeah. they're even though their bond is like totally wrecked and, and weird mm. i i'm kind of digging that josh i i, I do like that there is there, there's one more thing that i find really interesting about this whole shallan's past mystery and it is that there is a scene uh i want to say in oathbringer where i think adolin speaks with her and is like oh you should uh you should have plate like like yasna mm-hmm. i think and mm. and shallan has this immediate and visceral like panic reaction and so if there is something that she is suppressing there, which obviously we know that she's suppressing the knowledge of Testament, I, I think there is there's an opportunity there for her to have had access to plate at that moment in Oathbringer. Mm-hmm. And we also have the scene at the very end when she is uh, doing the illusion thing with, with Veo and Radiant and like her identity or her personality is switching between them. Yeah. And when mm-hmm. Yasna finds her, she finds her in Radiance body with plate yeah uh or at least something that looks like plate and so i think there's an opportunity there for shallan to have plate 
even even this early on, but not have access to it because of all the things that she's repressing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So let me. So like. I think that at the Battle of Thaven Field, I think that was just like light weave. I don't think that she had a real point there. But I think her 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 negative reaction when Adolin asks her about it is because it's a testament. It's the testament bond that's that at the fourth oath. She can't mm. summon fourth plate without acknowledging that she has this other bond that she's yeah. blocked out of her mind. And so I think that like the the reaction that she has there is like this mind shut down. I'm ignoring the fact that I have this other sprint. Like I can't acknowledge the truth of this. Yeah. Hmm. When, um, when you mentioned about how she swore an oath to Testament, um, and it kind of put her from third to fourth reminded me how, when Kaladin was kind of losing Sill, um, he went from second yeah. to third and like, he didn't, he it didn't like reset. He, he kind of, even though they were losing that connection, he kept that progress. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And part of that true, is like yeah. their their bond wasn't as far along. Like, still didn't turn yeah. into a a dead eye. It's, a dead eye. Right. I, I would correct. Correct. Right. But but the but either regardless, I think it's the same mechanic there that that their bond was. They still had a bond. They're still connected. Um, and he didn't have to like start all over because he broke you know some promises for a while. Yeah. So you're saying that the blade Shalon summoned to kill Tin is definitely testament. I think that's testament. That, that means you, you could say that like maybe light weavers get their blades earlier and yeah her second truth or her first truth w- was enough to get pattern as a blade but um, but at the end of the, words of radiance when she was using the oath gate is she using pattern or testament it would have it would have to be testament there and that would be another way that it's different than a normal like a normal blade wouldn't work but the fact that she's bonded to her dead eye is, is makes it different than it's but, she's able to operate the oath gate uh, so you know i think I think both occasions are pattern. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of okay with the light weavers get the blades like one oath earlier than windrunners. Yeah. Uh, just because Bannon has it. The, so, the thing that times. the thing that makes me think that is the way at the end of Rhythm of War when she says, um, "Oh, I've had two shard blades all this time," and like mm. maybe she's just talking about the fact that she killed her mother with one. But so uh, when did yeah. she swear? And sorry, when did she swear? Uh, the next thing, the with pattern. second with pattern. When are you saying it was that after this? they were in Arithiru? It was in um, at the end of both, at the end of Words of Radiance when they're inside Arithiru. Oh, that's when she admits it that she killed yeah. her mom. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Man. it's like the last um, scene of okay. Words of Radiance. Okay. So on the subject of uh, Lightweavers potentially earning their blade earlier mm-hmm. in Rhythm of War in the Unseen Court chapter. Uh huh. Um, we actually learn about this. And so when Radiant is walking around, she sees Ishna. Mm-hmm. And she thinks about her and she goes, Ishna was one of those who had earned her blade. By Windrunner terms, she would be off gathering her own squires and making her own team. But if, if, I, if I recall correctly, cryptics are more, they bond more readily. Yeah. The the windrunners don't consider you a full knight until you've learnt your blade. Um, which yeah, a, which is the third ideal. Yeah, but then is it the blade earning or the third ideal, which they consider the knighthood? You know. Uh, okay, so I can't find this right now, at least not quickly. So I I, I thought the unseen court chapter confirmed that light weavers also get their blade on level three, um, but I would I would need to like dig in. I don't want to hold this off. Yeah, I just had a little thought about how um, the way that Shalon describes her and Testament's uh, relationship was kind of like the innocence of a child. 
And I kind of always, I always kind of joked about how when Shalom was a child, what kind of truths could a child tell to yeah. her? Um, uh, a spread. Yeah. And I always kind of joked, it was like, oh, it was me that drew on the walls, or it was me that broke <laughs> mommy's favorite vase. And it, from the sounds of things, it legit, it was that. It was, she told like, she told Testament her little secrets. And so, you know, it couldn't have. Yeah. I don't see it that crazy that she reached like third oath to be able to serve her as a shard blade, or if it was second, maybe it's only the second oath she needed. Um, but yeah, I liked that detail. I liked that. It's like, as, as a child, it was easy for her to make oaths, but she also like could break them and be like, I don't yeah. want to yeah. be around you anymore yeah, right, without exactly. like realizing what it meant. Testament was brave. Yeah. Like, yeah. Of all the people to pick yeah. her. Yeah. <laughs> so there is something else that I found interesting, and it's, it's still in that uh, chapter 115, I want to say, mm-hmm. uh, when we learn about Testament. Yeah. And Shalan is thinking about her past, or, or maybe it was an earlier chapter when we first learned about her. But she uh, thinks about how at a time when she was just a little girl and her parents were fighting over her future, Testament uh, was like showed up and was her only friend and, and things mm. like that. But I found the whole parents fighting over the future really interesting mm-hmm. because we know that the Devar family has had involvement with the Ghostbloods who knows how far back. We know that they have been influenced by the unmade in some capacity for who knows how long ago, right? And in, in, in that chapter, when we learn about Testament, there was, I really should have been better prepared with these quotes, there was a bit about Shalan fighting some darkness. Hmm. Uh, maybe Testament showing up and helping her fight some darkness or whatever. And I don't think it was, I don't think it was literal but I, but I, something in that chapter made me think that the ghost bloods had been involved with the Devars even this far back, and the future that Lindavar and and his wife were fighting over when it came to Shalan was like, I think she was meant to be in some way involved in the ghost bloods plans. But but wasn't the reason why her mom tried to kill Shalon was because of the Skybreaker's influence. Yeah. So, like, yeah. so I they guess... They were also involved. Yeah. You, <laughs> I like that facial expression. It's like, right. A uh, lot of secret societies, but yeah. I guess we're getting more Skybreaker stuff in the next book, because we yeah. got very little in this book. So, I guess it would make sense that we could get like answers to why Shalon's mom was acting this way, what Shalon was fighting. So I guess maybe we'll get a uh, more Shalon in book five. I don't know. I um I was editing the Overlady Reads Rhythm of War part two today, uh-huh. and I got to a clip where we mentioned something that is mentioned in part two that I'd completely forgotten about. Oh yeah, which is when Shalon first uses the Sion box. Yes. She gets nostalgia oh, yeah. and like a flashback to using it as a child yeah. in the, the gardens at home. So yeah, I don't know what's, what's going what's on up with that? that. What is <laughs> up with that? I, I do not yeah, know yeah, what yeah. that means. I think I think that's one of the reasons I thought the ghost bloods may have been involved even this far mm. back. Yeah, yeah, right. One of the things Marie's promised her specifically was like, I know about your past. I can answer your questions about it. Mm. Hmm. Actually, have a seance box? What? 
Uh, super quick, while we're on the topic of secret societies. Uh-huh. Seems like the Invisagers, we still have a mystery around that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what is up with that? that? Yeah. My was like, oh, like, they were, the, the idea was brought by other people. I assumed it was, like, just some light weaver, but apparently the Sons of Honor weren't really around back then. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what is up with the Invisagers? Like, uh, what? I thought that the Sons of Honor might have been kind of an offshoot of the Envisagers. Ooh. So all of so Teft's family died something like 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that ballpark. And so if the Sons of Honor were founded by either the remnants or an offshoot of the Envisagers, uh, let's say 20 to 30 years ago, something like that. I think there's enough room there for the society to be, oh, oh, oh. So what if Kalak sees the Everstorm in Shadesmar and is like, oh, the, the, the true desolation is coming. I need to do something about that. I need to get off this world. And so he founds he, the, the Sons of Honor and then they, they do their thing for a little bit. And then Gavilar shows up and with his funds and with his influence and whatever, they have this, this period of, of like uh, uh, growth and success. And then the rest of it is obviously modern history. I'm just hmm. rereading the quote about the Envisagers and I'm like, <laughs> man, what is going on with this? Because that's one of those things. It was a chapter title. It's like Envisagers. Literally got nothing for these for two books. It's like, whoa, and there's still Invisager lore. All right, I'm in. I, I really yeah. thought that they probably were just like some group of crazy people and they were like irrelevant to yeah, the story. No. But apparently they're like they're, they're just not irrelevant. Knew some. Like they just knew stuff because of like, you know, myth and legend, but no, they're apparently I mean it is plausible that they got information from Crazy Heralds. That that's top on the list of sources of crazy information and also being crazy. So that that's a that's a solid theory, I think. Pick one. Maybe maybe one of the female heralds that we know jack about, you know? Maybe maybe we'll see some of them in the back half more than just Maybe Ash. one day. Maybe. Um and we also have apparently like Terrorist people starting the desolation. Somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not, not just one terrorist person with a suspicious amount of rings. Two terrorist people with suspicious amount of rings, and one of them had an AVR that Lyft now has. Yep, <laughs> that happened, close. and in like close to Gavilar as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, like that was the other crazy thing in the Bentley flashback. It's like, hmm, Ulam's trying to get to Axendwith, uh, and oh, but then there's also this other person from other agents. It's like, from Sazed? Okay, sure, I guess. Uh, maybe, I don't know, but but regardless, why, what is Axendwith doing? Hmm? We still, we still haven't found that Kandra world hopper. No, we haven't. Uh. No, no, they're, they're somewhere. Probably, maybe. I don't know, but unless it's sixteen. Ah, ooh, all right. You know what? That's probably my favorite sixteen theory because I don't know why sixteen's in this book. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> for me, I'm still real. I'm like real. I'm like 
still thinking about that dude. Good. Oh, Real. Yeah, yeah, Real. Clicking his coin. I know. thought you were saying Real was 16 for a second. I was very confused. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so there, there's a little bit of Cosmere stuff that Axend with just has a void spren that came from Braze and just the entire amount of BS to get the Everstorm there. I think we talked extensively about the po- on the podcast about this whole process. No, it's even more crazy because <laughs> one, there is a giant barrier storm around Braze in the cognitive realm. Okay, sure. Not neat. Then they had to slowly move that in Shadesmar near to the Shattered Plains, break off the storm from the barrier storm. Naz also notes that there's a weird storm on the Sea of Souls map as well, uh, by the way. I, I think they broke off the other storm. Like, I don't think they moved the entire barrier storm. Sure, 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 sure. But they had to break off the other storm from that. Yeah. Move it over there, get it, so then the storm form could sing stuff. I was like, yes. wow, that and is way more convoluted than I expected. <laughs> but I imagine that it should be kind of hard, you know? And for a period of time, the Everstorm, as it was traveling, it was across, it was over the ocean, like the, the, the yeah. southern depths, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. And so Yulem was saying how people had to like sail there yeah. to pull him and like presumably Other, others like him. And the storm spren, presumably. All, all the void spren that they got. Yeah. Yes, right? Yeah. From Shadesmar, and then sail back to the mainland. Damn. An accent with a freaking fair chemist, probably. Uh, I'm thinking that she's a fair chemist because she she has a knack for languages. Hmm. <laughs> ah, hmm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Gera. Yeah, the, the other the one. Steward. The one yeah. we see in the prologue. Yes. Uh, yes, and also in the lift interlude. And also in the lift interlude, yes. He, Who died. So, yeah, so he gets hunted down by... By Mraze, by the ghost. By Mraze, yes, right. So is is that <laughs> sufficient, do you think, to assume that Axendweth was also working with the ghost bloods? Because, because Axendweth was driven away from the palace by the presence of Gere. Yes. Yeah. If, if Axendweth is, is an enemy of Gere, and if, if Gere is an enemy of, of Mraze... Uh-huh. Are you saying that Axendweth is a Axendweth. member of the Ghost Bloods? Yeah, yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be. I'm, I'm just trying to see how we feel about that. Well, idea. I mean, you know, Skadrians are involved, so sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> why? So the I, Ghost Bloods were looking for a way to get to... They were looking for Arithiru, right? Yes, yeah. right. Yeah. Because they like wanted to control shade. I would think that, like, gates. as much as Axendweth knew back then, that they would have been able to be like, oh, let's... It does seem like Axendweth knows more than the usual ghost bloods. So, ooh, we yeah. could we could have another secret group. I I, I want to say no, just because I like the idea of like multiple secret groups engaging in this subterfuge. That's and, like, what we need in this series. The two opposing groups of like ghost bloods versus sons of honor or whatever it is is like just just too simple. I want it to be more complicated. Plus skybreakers, yeah. But that that you're right, you're right, Grace. That's what we need in this series. We need more secret societies. You're, that's true. I mean, didn't uh, Brandon I'm... say that there was like maybe ten? And we're like, eh, uh, <laughs> what if was an envisager? There you go. There you go. I mean, I'm, that's, I'm not... that's plausible. 
I'm not necessarily saying we need more of them. I'm saying like I want to like see the machinations of like them all working against each other and like yeah. kind of knowing about each other and how those different like movements work. Hmm. Like, what do you think? What do you think Gara has been up to the last like six years or whatever, seven years? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. Like presumably he's working with Gavilar. He's yeah the sons of honor and but you do you think that that's true house seven like but but no axendwith was working with gavilar well well no, gary Ax- was there um the house steward but, but axendwith was, like the- was with the gavilar's group yeah. when they went to the shattered plains so i feel like axendwith is associated with gavilar's group and gara might not be yeah there was something that made me think that she um, was he either there, like, I don't know, undercover, like, but he didn't realize that she was an agent working with a different group. Uh, I don't know about yeah, that. I, got I can't f- recall what it was, though. I, I had the feeling they didn't, they, they might have known each other in the palace. Because the thing is, is, is Navani clearly talks to Gary as if he's, he's important. He's like the house steward. He, you know, he's important in the Colin family. Um, so I, but Axendorf clearly got closer to Gavilar than Gary did. Um, and so. Yeah, I, I I imagine they both were there in the in the Colin household, but just weren't aware of each other until one of them caught on to the other, being like, mm. uh, "Wait a second, you're always wearing a lot of rings." She knows you about know. forms of power. Axendwith is telling Venley, "Though few here know me by that name, I give it to you." What is that? Hmm. So she was under some pseudonym, I guess. Uh, yeah. Because Gary would have been like, Axendwith, that's a terrorist name. Just like we all were. So Gary did seem pretty heartbroken about Gavilar's death back in the prologue. Like, I was shaken. hmm, I have a feeling, my gut tells me that Gary was 17th shot. But. Mm, Okay, all right. Yeah, but my problem with that is 17th shot were very non-interventionist and being the house steward for the biggest king in the world at the time is not very shenanigans. But well, no, unless he was there like protecting that. him from world hoppers. From which is why Axendwith had to from leave. Axendwith, yeah. yeah. Fighting to yeah. try and like f- track down Axendwith, maybe? Like a rogue yeah. who's like yeah. influencing too much? That's possible. I have a slightly crazy theory. Okay. Go they for are it. both agents of Kelsier, but they don't know it. <laughs> there we sure. go. Oh yeah, someone is, one's Why a ghost blood and one is uh, from. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, sure. Buds. You know, yeah. just. <laughs> yeah, they're just different. Well, because Kelsier has so many different groups of people that he <laughs> worship him as. Uh, I mean, I don't think the ghost bloods worship him as a god, but it's like, ooh, mm. he's, he's a scary dude. I, I don't think. Technically, but Reza's comments at the end seem pretty reverent. My yeah. my impression I got was a cult leader as opposed yeah. to God. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and that, <laughs> yeah. that's that's not it. Look, I would not. I am never surprised if Kelsier is a cult leader anymore. That's not surprising. <laughs> Any weird cult? Is it a herald? Is it Kelsier? Like that's. I, don't know. I I enjoyed that comment from Red where he was like, "Yeah, the Windrunners are all crazy. It's just like a cult to storm blast." <laughs> I mean, You're I not mean. Wrong. I get it, though. To, you know, to be I'm fair, Calvin like... does have this tendency to train groups of people to like him. Uh, he does do that. It, it's it. I, I want to see Calvin and Kelsier interact. Wouldn't that be great? Because there was that oh, wob. Well, well, Brandon was saying that uh, Kelsier would like Calvin and Calvin would not like Kelsier. It's yeah, like I that sounds that. about right. <laughs> yeah, that sounds accurate. I, I, 
I think Kelsier is going to feel a lot like Moash to Kaladin. I oh. was thinking I'd want to see Kelsier's reaction to Shallan. Because I don't know, I feel like yeah. I feel yes. like there's a chance that oh. she would remind him of Vin a bit. Ooh. And oh. I just I right, just want to see like what that yeah. what that reaction would nah. be like. Kelsey has already got Yartle for his Vin, you know, substitute, no. you know. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Has to be, has to be someone younger. Uh, no, but I, I like that. I like that. That's good. I, I do want to steer us into something that is not Kelsier. Okay. I mean, that's hard to do. Uh, yeah, it, his ego is so large. <laughs> it, it's, also, it's also different to find places where he's not involved. <laughs> it's getting tricky. <laughs> but one 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 area where I think it's pretty safe is uh, stone shaping. Oh yeah yeah yeah. We should probably talk yeah. about that. Yeah, I do. I do want to talk about stone shaping because there's a lot there that I find very 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 fascinating. Oh my right. god, all that's crazy. So we have obviously we have just the regular stone shaping ability of the stone wards and the and the wheel shapers. I don't think we need to like. There are deeper things here yes. that are that are interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so when Venli first does her like big thing with stone shaping, mm-hmm. first of all, it drains like a ton of her light, right? And then she sees what appears to be she appears to connect to the stone. Yes, and the stone has connections to like. Yeah. The Dawn Singers. Yeah. Right. The freaking Dawn Singers who like shaped that stone. Is that how that went? So the stone in Urethiru used to be a mountaintop. Like yes. the place where Urethiru is was just straight up a mountaintop. And then somebody, presumably honor and or cultivation, shaped the stone or turned the stone into a city. Uh, presumably around the time they created the, the sibling. But the stone remembers. The stone, stone remembers, remembers being just just stone, right? Yes. And somehow this stone is apparently it was either this mountaintop that was somehow special to the Dawn Singers, or, or there's like some kind of collective shared memory because Rashar is one big stone, right? <laughs> can, can I point out that uh, Zeth also he goes to Erythru that one time in Words of Radiance. Stones and, and, and he notes that the stone there is holy. Like he can. Yeah, he can he's walk. always said that. Yeah, that you can. That's no, no. The but this, the stone in Erythru is different to him. I'm pretty sure. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. That oh, that Erythru is the stones unhallowed. Yeah, right. You you can walk in. Continue. You can't walk in the other stone on Roshar, but you can walk in your theory, yeah. which could also be relevant for like oath gates during mm. the Silver Kingdoms or something. Yeah. But it, so so the Dawn Singers could have. Well, regardless of whether it is just this single mountaintop that was holy to them or or special to them or the entire planet, there are like they were able to shape stone without radiant bonds because radiant bonds just did not exist all the way back then. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so yep. what I what I think is happening there is that prior even to the arrival of the humans to Roshar. The Dawn Singers had the ability to uh, form bonds, um, kind of, kind of similar to how the rest of the Rosharan life forms bonds, right? They're they're weak or weaker bonds, not quite as as uh, polarizingly. Um, God, what are the chemistry terms? There's like ionic bond and and covalent bond, Co- right? Yeah. So the Dawn Singers were fo- were forming covalent bonds with the spreads and the radiants are forming aionic bonds 
I have a really simple theory about this. It's a, it's very okay. simple. Uh, and, and I'm just staring at the line where Venley's saying, how? Radiance didn't exist then. Spren didn't bond us. Did they? And the stones hum. The things are new, but new things are made from old things, and old peoples give birth to new ones. Old stones, remember. And I was just thinking, this could be very simple. The sapient Spren could have just given those singers special forms. Yeah. Um, and, so... and so, like, those special forms gave them magical powers similar to Radiant Bonds. And for some reason, there was some betrayal and the sapient spren, the true spren, no longer did those bonds with uh, singers. Mm. And they yeah. weren't like formal radiant bonds. They were not Nahel bonds, but uh, they, it was, it was they the granted usual abilities. singer bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a form saying, and you get special with abilities one with one of those. I think that this is a very, I like this. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys, sorry, Argent, building off what you were saying just a minute ago, do you do, if I say the word crab paradise to you, do you remember what that is? <laughs> The, we, we've spoken about this before many months, maybe I, years I, I ago know, at this point. I know, I know we have. <laughs> that before the humans arrived and all of the shenanigans happened, Roshar was basically just the paradise for the singers, where singer Spren and the world and songs just kind of pranced around and did what they wanted. And it was just kind of this little crab paradise. Yeah. And this kind of sounds like that, where they, they could shape the spone, stones without needing the formal bonds that currently exist. It was just a lot yeah. more casual, you know. It is it is really cool, because like the stone recognizes radiant, and there's like a thing that says, hey, you just put wood into the stone, and then you just come out with an axe. You didn't even yeah. need forges and things like that is yeah. sweet. So I yeah. this this is this is my new favorite theory. I think I think this is good. That's what those powers came from. And they weren't Nahel bonds, uh, but they were going off still those fundamental forces, air quotes, mm -hmm. you know. The surges. Right? Yeah. Mm. So it's I, I do like the idea that they were just singer forms, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Essentially, forms of power just coming yeah. from cultivation. Yeah. And, and right. Honor exactly. Yeah. Of I feel, yeah. It's kind of like that. And it and it's really interesting that I think Venli can very easily attain one of these forms now. If if uh, now this might be a downgrade considering her the hell bond with uh, with Tambor, but I think if they just kick out the envoy form spread out, yeah, they can totally do that. I mean, she can clearly hold a spren in her gem heart with a form of power from that spren and also be a radiant. You know, she can clearly have both at the same time. Yeah, but I don't know if like if she can both gain a form from Tambor and maintain her the hell bond. Yeah, with Tambor. I was thinking yeah. another, another. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, and like, would the what? other yeah. listeners on like the Shattered Plains would they have like the old form of bonds that Spren had with uh? singers like if that was a form of power or will they be more like regular radiance but i i would think that they're forming now bonds i think that's just yeah, the I feel thing like, that yeah. they're interested in doing yeah. but i am very interested in seeing those dawn singer forms of power yeah you know somewhere yeah like i'm so excited herald flashbacks are gonna be sweet <laughs> like not yeah. only do we see ashen we'll get to see ashen's Skin going through, uh, like going to Shinovar and 
Raboniel's grandma will be there. It's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> we might see more Raboniel in flashbacks. I was, I, I am still a little sad that she died here, but if we could see her be. I, I think it would be really cool to see a lot of the fuse that we see in oh, yeah. these, but like see them in their the old forms. Yeah. We could see the fuse that danced with Hoyd that one time that was mentioned in the Oathbringer <laughs> epilogue. Uh, oh, we're definitely going to see Lesian die for the first time. Like, oh, that, that, be, that, that would be great. I, I, I would, I would <laughs> want to see that. That and that uh, is totally easy to have with one of the heralds murdering Lesian, right? We can also see whatever's up with L. Oh yeah. yes, <laughs> I don't want him to be a one book villain. L. No. Mm. Oh no, no this dude is a. Uh, I don't want to have villain of the week in Stormlight. I don't want that. I want some lot more long term villains. I think this book was a little too clean with killing off our uh, antagonists here. Um, actually, if you think about it, we many antagonists did die. You know, Lesian, hmm. Raboniel, Race. You know, just a few. Uh, a few. <laughs> you, you do have you do Eli. have Taravangian though as a good uh, long term. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it does feel pretty long term at this stage. <sighs> <sighs> I am I am so unsettled by yeah Taravangian as Odium. It like it hits me still. <laughs> but it just every yeah. so often I remember and I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, I can't believe that happened. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of surges, hey, you know what we didn't learn anything about? Void binding. Hey, I I did having known what's in the book, it was very amusing when people are in Discord. It's like, maybe we'll get to know what void binding is. It's like, nope, not even a little bit. Not even a little. Uh. <laughs> I do. I do think it's helpful to know that what the fused do is, is not... considered surge binding by like everyone. Yeah, yeah. the sibling says it. Yeah, I, I trust yeah. the sibling on this. Uh, and so I am. I am. I, I've, I've for a long time been convinced that Renarin's illumination is a form of void binding, yeah. and sure. I. I don't think this is like it, it's not exactly a hot take, especially right. these days. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um. Through process so, of elimination, it's 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 narrowing down on on Renarin's future. Not side. many, not many things left that can. It just doesn't make sense how right. Chris knows that there's ten levels of void binding in the way of King's Ars Arcanum. You know. Yep. Yep. Because there are ten surges, um, and so ten <laughs> void surges or whatever. Anyway, sure. so I, I I do I do wonder if because like so Renarin is Renarin has on a hell bond with a corrupted or enlightened spren, yep. right? So essentially he has a spren that is, let's say, 50% honor and cultivation and 50% odium. It is interesting that, so so he has a limited access to like regular light weaving, I guess, because he can still yeah. form, not illusions, but like he can form balls of light and stuff like that. Hmm. Although apparently they do unnatural things sometimes. Hmm. I am interested in whether somebody else like, I don't know, Rolaine, maybe, who is also bonded with a corrupted or enlightened spren. If if his surges might be the other way. So like if his uh progression would be like void progression, but his illumination would be regular like light weaving. Oh, because he's a singer. Question. Not necessarily because he's a singer, just because he's Can a be different, different person. Uh yeah. Hmm. Okay. 
or or if or if all people who bond a corrupted mist spread get corrupted or get uh, uh void illumination void and yeah. regular uh regrowth mm. my gut says they get the same thing yeah so i would mine. say they also do yeah i don't see why yeah. those would have to be different but like i could see like a per a corrupted cultivation spren it could flip right like mm. that would be possible yeah. Yeah. I think to really get a good idea of uh, what enlightening does, I we just need to see like one more example of an enlightened <laughs> spread bond. Like I just want one that's more. That's not a misspread. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's not a misspread. Yeah. That'll give us something to go off because one one example is just so hard to extrapolate from. Like, Curse you, Janat! Nah. Why did you have to send another misspread? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean. It seems like there's something about misspread that, like, they're the most willing yeah. to go through the process. Yeah. That's, she that's says very it, like, plausible. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be like they have to agree to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It could be cultural in some way. Yeah, mm. like the same way that the Reachers are, they don't want to bond any humans, mm. but they are. A lot of them seem very happy to bond with the singers. It could mm. be that the misspread in general are. I mean, we don't know anything about the misspread really, which is not really. Yeah, but it could be that culturally they're more open to something like that. Maybe because like they are with the reachers on ships. Like maybe they are explorers. Maybe they're all more open to new experiences, new truths, or whatever. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Didn't um, the spread that Relaine bonded speak similar to how Ivory speaks? Yes. Um, yes. And I believe we've kind of spoken about that as a kind of that might have been a cultural thing where they're both from. A same city or something similar like that. regions of uh, the yeah. Shadesmar, yeah, yeah. So maybe Inkspren might also be slightly more willing. So we might see a enlightened Inkspren. That'd be awesome! Yeah. Whoa, I have an ins- <laughs> completely insane idea that I have. Go for it. Look, back five. We get Renarin things, but why does Yasna need to be in back five? Maybe what if Janat is like our friend, right? In back five, maybe. I don't know what Janat's relationship is with Teravangian. Who knows? Whatever. But but hmm. what if Janat corrupts Ivory later and we see, like, Yasna new power set with, like, these void things? <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. I have, I hate how many of my jokey theories start becoming more likely. Because, like, <laughs> hey, I was hey. joking about, like, Void Knights as being the thing that, like, will fin- <laughs> You know how we finished Mistborn and there was no Mistborn left? I think we're going to finish Stormlight and there's not going to be any Knights Radiant left, but there will be Void Knights as, like, or something. I don't know. And then, like, this kind of. We talk about this stuff and I'm like, my brain keeps going back to Void Knights and I'm like, God damn. <laughs> I mean, Eric, I, I don't think Ivory would agree to it, but I can kind of see something where maybe, like, after the revelations about the recreants, an Inkspren is like, well, like the ancient Inkspren decided that surge binding was too dangerous, but maybe like if we get corrupted and give them void binding, that's not Whoa, too dangerous. That is that is the yeah. take. I like I, I just want to see what happens if you're like bonded with a spren and then Shanat uh does it something to it. it. Yeah. Like I'm I'm interested, Yasna. Would you like to do some experiments with ivory? What could possibly go wrong with this? No, no, no. This is good. This is good. This is good. What Uh, if that happens? Book five. You never know. What if that Hmm. that's book five? You know, Yasna, Shalon, 
I mean, presumably Shalon is going to tell Yasna about the ghost plots and her involvement, and they might actually work <laughs> together to hunt some freaking ghost bloods. I don't know. That seems crazy. That, that does Shalon seem crazy. Actually, talk to someone about things. <laughs> Shalon and Adolin need to uh, get back to Rithiru, talk to Yasna, find Baadamishram in like 10 days, hey, apparently. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> that timeline seems a little tight since it took them like a month to get Dalinar could summon the perpendicularity integrity. somehow, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how they get from lasting integrity to anywhere where they're useful in book five yeah i have no idea they can I mean they can go to the star you know it doesn't have an oath gate though <laughs> that place yeah, but it's got a cool name i mean yasna can just fly there fly to lasting integrity like in the in the physical realm open a perpendicularity let them walk through like bring them through with her because she, I, she I imagine that? she can bring people i feel like she can bring people through with her I mean, Dal- dalinar can so yeah but like well mm. dalinar can because of other things the the perpendicularity but i don't know we don't know the else color move set i was gonna say but also <laughs> i will just say the pursuers transportation abilities are very weird like it's just yeah ah, yeah because you become a ribbon and you move and then you have like this weird husk man very weird yeah it's I, yeah it is i think it's it's his nature as a cognitive shadow makes it different Mm. Ooh, okay know. all right maybe it, yeah. it almost feels more like transformation than transportation yeah. which we we know is not the case like yeah right exactly it's not the case because raboni almost one of the transformation mm. ones because because the thing about the husk kind of makes me think of don't don't the like heralds get new bodies each time they return to roshar yeah you yeah. do yes yeah so i don't know i was thinking maybe like as a cognitive shadow, like the way his transportation works, is he can like shed his body and create a new one. I think what bothers me about that, because I, I had that kind of thought, but this one pointed out, like, what happened to the original singer's body that he possessed? Like, what's going on realmatically with that body? I feel like, like it's probably just like crap. Like, you know how you, when you go into a perpendicularity, your body's converted into investiture? It's probably some garbage yeah. like that. And like, yeah. it, probably the reason why it uses so much void light is because like that transition's kind of hard. Like there, there's a little mm-hmm. bit of yourself that goes away, but it's reformed with like void light, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. Something like that. He, yeah. He seems to be the only fuse that Khan uses power indefinitely you know all the others can seem yeah. to be able to do it indefinitely also uh, apparently there's only a few of these transportation fused like there's not many of them the nexim the nexim mm. and the i wonder why that is like we got so much fused culture and stuff and like i'm into that like i'll unless my oh my god my favorite part, one of my favorite parts is when, uh, so Rabonyel's one of the transport transformation ones, yeah. so she can soul cast basically. And at one point she just kind of breathes on a soldier and he just drops screaming. And I'm like, does she just like soul cast acid and just blow it on his face? I'm like, <laughs> I don't remember that at all. I it's in the, in the tunnels underneath her ethereal. She just, she just kind of like oh, okay. blows on a guy and he just falls down screaming and dies. Yeah. <laughs> uh venley venley sees like she describes it as, as like something dark uh leaving mm. her mouth and so i was wondering if it's like uh like spores or something 
Oh, she kind of blew the disease she created onto him. Because Essentially, she yeah. cast straight into the disease or something. Rebonial's a dragon. Dragon bird. She's <laughs> <laughs> not a dragon. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> She's got terrible breath. That's true. <laughs> what if we talk about someone else who uh, is not exactly on the side of honor? Uh... Mm. Let's talk about Moash. What do you guys think about Moash? I think in the last one we didn't talk about Moash at all. Him. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. I gotta bleep it. Excellent. I am so done with Moash. Like I'm pretty done with him. I'm like I he was his whole edgy dark like black yeah. bridge four uniform he- <laughs> i'm like i'm like come on dude he's it's oh. pretty edgy but it's better for me than zane like uh, <laughs> uh like i think it's really interesting like the relationship he had with odium and like odium's gift returning like how that like worked mechanically like it's very strange what's going on there and what the hell's gonna go on with a new odium what yeah. i don't even know mm. but i think I didn't really care about Moash for most of the book, but I think where he ended to me is more interesting than yeah. like where he spent this book because he's blind now apparently. What? If- and yeah, I'm trying to remember. It's, it's still kind of a blur. I'm trying to remember if there was like Slam some feelings about his blindness that like slipped in even despite Odium's gift. Uh, he was. I think he he was horrified right up until Odium's mm-hmm. gift returned, and then he was. Calm again, because yeah. that's what yeah. Odium's gift does. Yeah, but- I find that the things like I'm at the point where I don't care about the character things with Moash, but I care about the realmatic things with Moash. I mean, <laughs> it, the stuff that's going on with him is very bizarre. There is, uh, there is that. There, so his interlude, where um, he goes into a vision with Odium, and he's like, "Hey, some are saying that uh, I am your avatar." And I'm just squinting at that word. Wait, wait right. did he actually say Avatar? Yeah, he did. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not excited for. Uh, but oh. so this is this is. You're actually gonna like this. Am I? And then Odium follows up with something like, "This is not something I would grant to a mortal like." Oh yeah, I I do. Yeah, I I got the line. Odium laughed, as if I would give such power to a mortal. No, Vire, you are uniquely yourself. So interesting. Like, <laughs> great, I can't I wait for Avatar is... cast next next year when we when we get to it. We'll just be like, yeah, yeah what's Kelsier? We should talk about Kelsier's yeah, yeah. Yeah. Avatar yeah. as well. Great, we know yeah. three this different things. Avatar, this is new Avatar lore. Like, obviously, Moash means it as a, like, the way we would mean it. But Odium obviously means means it the way a shard would, and I think yeah. I think there are secrets there to be to be teased out. Maybe Fuse know though, like maybe, maybe maybe they have extra knowledge. Like if some say, like I I don't necessarily think it means in our sense. Yeah, mm, perhaps. But there is that. There is um, his connection to Odium being the thing that. Uh, like dumps his uh, emotions into a void yeah. so he doesn't have to feel them. There is uh, Navani essentially severing or at least uh, hindering that connection mm-hmm. when when she bonds the sibling, uh, w- which makes perfect sense, right? Because the bondsmiths are the connection mm. type of the radiant order. So obviously she 
may be able to manipulate that even like on a on an instinctual level, even though she doesn't know what she's doing. Mm. Um, I, I thought it was the flipping back of the suppressor that did it, or did she not? Yeah, that's what I thought yeah. too. Huh? Maybe it's that. But wasn't oh, because we're saying that the suppressor would uh, like disconnect him from Odium. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's kind of plausible. I, I could mm. imagine mm. that maybe the. However, the fuse get void light, which is still very unclear. Let's be honest. They sing it, a song. Yeah, but they sing but, a song of prayer. But like, do the fuse <laughs> like, do that in? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Like, I can, I can definitely imagine the suppressor mechanics are like, okay, this just suppresses all connections to Odium, and then when they yeah. flipped it, it was like this suppresses all connections to like honor now. Yeah. Instead, mm. or something. So. Mm. Every time we see the suppressor working, it is described as uh, kind of like dampening yeah. Um, yeah. stuff. And every time we see somebody be able to push through that dampening effect, it is kind of through an effort of will. Hmm. Uh, we see that when Lyft tries to heal, uh, well, succeeds in healing Teft uh, to wake him up. We see that when Kaladin... Uh, tries to um, uh, use a reverse slashing for the first time. Yeah. And so, it, it, so if I recall correctly, obviously gravitational lashings don't work because he's not level four, right? Uh, mm-hmm. If if he were level four, if his connection with Sil was strong enough, then he would be able to do that. Same as whatever. Um, his regular adhesion works because that is honor's truest surge. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> And yes. then uh, I think Sil says that the final lashing is a combination of gravitation and adhesion. The final lashing? Well, the, <laughs> the lowercase f. <laughs> oh, man. The true right. desolation <laughs> is here. The final <laughs> lashing final comes. Lashing. <laughs> the, fi- <laughs> the final lashing. Not, not to be confused with a rare lashing. Oh, God, Donnie. <laughs> We're going to have a podcast on all of this crap. I was just like, what is happening here? Uh, but, but, but so the, the reverse lashing is reverse or full? I can never get those. The, the, the one full that, that pulls in. Uh, it's a mix between the two. And it, oh, no, no, the reverse lashing. No, that is yeah. the reverse. Sorry. It, it's a mix between the two. And in terms of difficulty, it was obviously not as hard as, as basic because Kaladin could do it, but it was not as easy as the sticky lashing <laughs> because he actually had to exert <laughs> effort to make that work. Hmm. So there's, there's interesting things there. I'm I'm looking at this Moash Odium interlude, and yeah. he's Odium says, I guess referring to Kaladin, I would claim this one as I have claimed you. And that just reminded me of how Kaladin had that weird eye glow. It was yellow. It's pretty Odium-y. Yes. And Odium seemed really upset that Kaladin would not turn to Odium, right? Like, because when mm. Odium went to Terrabine, just like, God, they keep screwing over my champions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I get the sense that Race wanted to be very theatric about the contest of champions. It kind of like, feels like, like it, yeah. Here's someone who was going to be the champion of honor and your light and your hope, and now they're on my side. And, yeah. and they keep just like making that not happen. 
Mm, I, I always remember how, like, in Thalen Field, uh, for the attack on Thalen City, he shipped thousands of singers onto the beach just to watch. Like, not even to fight, like, just to watch. That's <laughs> yeah. true. He, he was, he was That's true. He did do that. <laughs> yeah. Terpijin will not do stupid crap like that. He will be like, no. Yeah. It's in those moments that you can see where Hoyd and Race's friendship came from. <laughs> <laughs> that like, that took a moment, like, but like it was good. Yeah, there's a lot that says uh, Hoyd and Race were friends. It's like I guess I guess they're both they like putting on a show. Yeah. Oh, now I'm just thinking about, about as usual the Battle of Champions, right? <laughs> What 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 do you guys what do you guys think the who who's who are gonna be who's gonna be Teravangian's champion guys? I think Teravangian will at least attempt to get Seth to be his champion okay. because you know thematically like this is Seth's book so it's uh, he's gonna have That's an true. important role mm. yeah and you know Seth has the two masters we've seen Zeth pulled between are Dalinar mm. and Teravangian throughout mm. the book. There's Teravangian was the one who held his Oathstone, and Dalinar was the one he swore to. Mm. And I think like the idea of also the idea that the, the Battle of Champions is a battle like for the for men's hearts. Like mm. he he's the one that we've see, like I think we'll see him kind of torn between these two and have to make the choice and like he obviously wants to resist Teravangian, like we've seen him in throughout Rhythm of War, like constantly be like, what are you doing? Like, I'm not going to let you control me again. But Teravangian, even at the end, manipulated Zeth into doing exactly what he wanted. And Teravangian is a very good at manipulating Zeth. Plus, has Zeth has, plus Zeth has training with all the surges. He has nightblood. He's just very powerful. Wow, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, he is ridiculously powerful and good at what he does. Yeah, and he'd, he'd kind of... If Zeth won, then Dalinar wouldn't be confused because Dalinar would be eaten by Nightblood. So it oh, could okay. even be... All right. Yeah, so that could be an interesting result of a contest like that. <laughs> not exactly a win-win, but... Not a, not win, a win-win, but kind of a lose-lose. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least Dalinar won't be a fused rampaging around the Cosmere and will be like, hey, I'm Dalinar and I'm going to murder all you faces. <laughs> That's what he sounds like now, actually. I, I don't yes. know. He, he changed when he became fused, obviously. <laughs> he sounds exactly like a maths professor who lives in California. <laughs> hey, I'm a fused. I'm going to get you. <laughs> a human fused is weird, also. Uh, can I. I, I Kind of like if human fused, I see no reason why like a singer if the singer fused why human fused couldn't exist. Like it, they seem It's more just weird how like Raboniel said or Leshwi, I forget, but said to Venley, Odium's never elevated anyone else except these initial fused. Ever. Yeah. He has literally never done that. I was like, oh damn. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But sorry, sorry, steer back to champion battle. Champions. Uh, I don't really feel like there's I don't really feel like there's a better answer than Zeth. I like I could maybe see like Ishar getting Hi, how you doing? somehow. I have a theory. Yeah, I was gonna say Ben has a theory. It better not what? be the child theory. <laughs> what what do you it's got? Child theory. Oh, no, God, no, 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 no. I, I want to hear this. I, ha- I hate this theory. I, I I think I've seen this a little bit on Discord. What is it? What yeah. you got? So okay. So when Taravangian uh, is looking at the rules of that they agreed to. He kind of goes, 
huh. Like he's looking for loopholes, but there is none because uh, Odium agreed to the spirit of the agreement, not just the letter of the agreement. Yeah, yeah, right. And then, and then all of a sudden he goes, huh, there's something. And so my theory is, is that he's going to pick a champion that the champion of honor is not going to want to kill. And that's how he's going to win it. Because it's a fight to the death, not a fight to the kill. So he's going to pick, if Dalinar is only honor's champion, he's going to pick Gavinor. Because I do not see any situation on Earth where, or on Roshar, where, where Dalinar kills Gavinor. And Even the if the epigraph. There's the epigraph. Which, which epigraph? There's the uh, epigraph. Um, I, I, I hold think a I've suckling read child in my arms and know that all who live wish me to let the blade slip. Oh. That one. He's yes. not a suckling child, though, is he? Er, like that? Yeah. What is there is Probably always a wiggle accurate. room with these things, but... Yeah. 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 What? Are you and... saying that death rattles have some wiggle room? That's, <laughs> that's news. Shallan is also not a man, but... yeah. And so <laughs> the... <laughs> the it's other way you could turn it is if something happens and Dalinar ascends and he picks Kaladin as his champion. Well, we've got Lil Oridin to hold up as well. So we have, <laughs> I have backups. That's, There's backups to this theory. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then the, I kind of was talking to people on Discord about this and then my mind kind of went, what if the, the contest of champion isn't resolved in book five because they get to the top of area theory. Dalinar's okay. like, right, well, I'm here. And then Paravangian turns up and is like, and here's Gavinor. And then <laughs> Dalinar's like, well, I'm not going to do something. And then book stuff happens. Um, and then the time gap is like Dalinar and the group preparing for Dalinar's eventual death. And then book five opens with like his funeral or something, because Dalinar lived a happy life. He retired and then he dies and the contest of champions is over. And now, you know, Odium's free. This is me extrapolating massively. <laughs> But you really, <laughs> yeah. This is me basically writing fan fiction at this point. Um, I still think it's very possible that Odium will pick either Gavinor if it's Dalinar or Oridon if it's um, Kaladin. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of I liked the theory that this is kind of the opposite of your your idea, Ben. But I like the idea that like the contest of champions will like finish in part one, and oh, then huh. and then like the rest of the book is like them fighting fused Dalinor. Dalinor. Yeah. That would be I, insane. I, wow, what an end to a part five. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see the book being. I, I yeah, I kind of see the same thing where the the contest of champions happens pretty early on, and the rest of the book is dealing with the results of the Contest of Champions, whether that result wow. being one dies or That is no so not my dies. conception of this fifth book at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it's going to yeah. be 10 days, but I feel like the climax that we referred to in book one that we've been babbling about the entire time isn't just going to be a part one thing. It's kind of like the whole freaking point of all this. Yeah. <laughs> I just like imagine like uh -huh. the ending of like whatever like this big contest of champions has been like foreshadowed since book one and it's just like oh here's like a child and down was just like oh well I guess I'm not gonna kill it it just seems like the like most anticlimactic <laughs> like stupid yeah by, by the way uh, Josh it is I hold the suckling child in my hands it does say yeah that mm. specifically yeah uh, um that, that I, I do hold that 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 does kind of throw a little the water on the fire. But, uh, you know, we got some new yeah, death I, think, like it. I want more death. Rats. I think for meta, meta, like 
writerly, authorly reasons alone, the the Zeth theory holds a lot more water. That's good. Mm. Um, like thematically, it just ties up things so well in so many yeah. different ways. Yeah. And then the, the suckling child, Alms. We'll figure I, it out in back five. I think I, I came to this conclusion not from going Zeth to the is champion. a man child. Easy. I like it. He's got big baby eyes. Oh gosh. Oh no. (laughs) I kind of I think I reached this conclusion not by looking at a contest of champions and looking for a solution there, but was looking at the epigraph and looking for a situation that would apply to the epigraph. I kind of came at it from the other direction. Uh book five could be Dalinar or Seth. Why is that? Well, one's honors champion, one's ODM's champion. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, there was another epigraph that I saw mentioned uh, uh, in Discord that uh, I think is pretty solid now. In the storm, I awaken, falling, oh, yeah. spinning, mm-hmm. grieving. Well, that's Calden jumping off of, uh, your theory. Like, that, that is what that is, right? Like, no way that there's anything else about that, right? So, I want to talk about that because there's something interesting going on there. Okay. But I will do that after I pull up the epigraph. Man, we're we're using all of our uh, podcast ideas for when uh, before Stormlight <laughs> Five, where it's like, hey, oh, no. you remember when we did oh, Death Rattles? Time. What if we just do Death Rattles slightly more now this time? <laughs> Death Rattles after Rhythm of War. Let's do half shards. Hey, did we get anything about half shards in this book? Do, are they Radiant's friend? Are they not? Well, do, do, do we know anything new about that debate? Too bad Matt's not here to talk about uh, that. We, with us. We, we do we do have a little bit more actually. I kind of forgot, but I still think it's inconclusive, actually. This, like, so doesn't matter at all in the grand scheme of things. (laughs) But we're like, no, I kind of want to do a podcast like that again. There's something interesting going on with with Kaladin's oaths and the epigraphs we get in the way of kings. Uh And unless I'm mistaken, every single oath that we see from Kaladin has been foreshadowed by... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Really? By an epigraph. Yeah. So Ooh. in the storm I awaken, falling, spinning, grieving. Yeah, yeah, okay. That is yep. that is the fourth. Mm-hmm. Uh all is withdrawn from me. I stand against the one who saved my life. I protect the one who killed my promises. Mm, okay. I raise my yeah, hand. Yeah, okay. The storm responds. That is yeah, uh, okay, the third right. ideal. Yeah, right. Mm. And then the one with the drinking of the feast from their faces. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which out of context sounds completely insane the way you said that it's like yeah the so drinking with the feast on their face so which one is um, the ideal ooh alright ooh right. boy ooh. Yeah. so what I, what I was gonna say was this is wrong by the way but what I was gonna say was that every single one of these is like themed around a storm okay. oh alright yeah well Except the the feast one is not. Uh, oh, says, so above, so out of three, all of them except one of them. Well, so, 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 so it says, is that what you're saying? Above, it says above the final void I hang, friends friends behind, friends before. I the way I remembered it, I thought it said above the final storm. Well, hmm, there I is hear. that end note about a storm that's both above and below. Hmm. Yeah. Don't talk to me about <laughs> wow, this is this podcast is really going off the rails today. <laughs> um, but but so there are the, the reason I bring this up, other than it's it's a cool thing. Uh, there is one more storm. Okay, death rattle. great. Which one's that? Ooh. Light grows so distant. The storm never stops. I am broken 
and all around me have failed. I weep for the end of all things. He has won. Oh, he has beaten us. Oh, that's oh. not ominous. Oh, that's not ominous. Oh, that's not that's ominous. <laughs> oh, mm, that that so, does not sound good. That that does really that not like sound a good. Bad ending. <laughs> Look, it, this is very plausible. Rip Calden. That that's yeah. his fifth ideal, and then he immediately dies. Rip. <laughs> The other, the other Rip Kaladin moment is that I thought about Kaladin being alive in the back five, and I thought about kind of adult <laughs> Sill, like a Sill that is not just this joyous child of a Spren person, mm-hmm. and and that just sounded wrong to me. Like, I'm, like it's it's weird. People talk about Dalinar having death flags. I think Kaladin has way bigger death flags. <laughs> but but but. But Ben, don't you don't you want to see Syl pulled into the physical realm and then Syllidan's a thing? I know that like a lot of people, no. a lot of people are talking about that actually. They could just go to the cognitive realm where Onisprin have the texture of flesh. That, that is true. That is canon. <laughs> that's canon. That is canon. Shalan, that's, that's... Shalan says they feel like flesh. Yep, it's uh, it's on one of the pictures, but it's text. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I you know looking at these death rattles, a lot of them don't sound good. A lot of them really don't sound good. It's like darkness. <laughs> the darkness becomes a palace. Let it rule. Let it rule. That doesn't sound good. I'm that. That's official. Wait, I, what? Wait, what's that one? That, <laughs> I don't that, remember that one. <laughs> yeah. No. It's yeah. The darkness becomes yeah. a palace. Let it rule. Let it rule. Yes. Yeah. That is a rapograph. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I want to get more of these. Uh, also, also, I have another hot take. I have another hot take. All right. Yeah. Yes. Death rattle hot take. We're we're all right. Whatever. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> three of sixteen ruled, but now the broken one reigns. What if Teravangian's the broken one somehow, and uh, all the other shards die, and three used to rule, but now they're all dead. Honor's dead. Race is dead. We just got kill cultivation, and Teravangian's free reign to rule. I don't know how he's the broken one in this scenario, but uh, that's yeah. my take. It doesn't really make sense. Yeah, I don't I don't think it does. But I like it. So honestly, the only thing that I really like is that the Dawn Singer bonds were just uh true spren that uh like yeah. gave them forms. That I'm actually like I really like that theory. I mean uh, when it comes mm. to power, it doesn't even have to be um the the sapiens spren because apparently there's hundreds of uh, forms of power which give them special abilities. So a stone yeah. shaping form could just be you know, I don't know what spren it would be, but you know, it could just be a form of power made with a stony spren. Yeah, but I th- I feel like a lot of the forms of power that we now refer to as forms of power, these odium forms, are hmm. like spre- they're they're all void spren, and so that could be different because odium was like doing a particular thing to grant like ah these superpowers, whereas before odium was involved like i don't know if that would be true right and so maybe mm-hmm. the only really kick-ass powers would be through the you know the honor spread See, the high spread and stuff I, right i think i've come to a conclusion where because storm spread must have existed before odium turned up because it's it's roshar then surely must have been storm spread before odium turned it's up it's called the storm and- father <laughs> <laughs> and so like not wrong yeah, you know, yeah, it's fair. But I mean, I mean, even though Storm Spren is kind of a misnomer because they gather around lightning, so surely they're like lightning Spren, or you know, well, um, sounds cool, man. Yeah, and so I kind of I think I've come to the conclusion that 
forms of power aren't an odium thing. It's just odium maybe grabbed onto all the spren that grant forms of power. I'm annoyed how little we got about void spren. Like what types of ulim? What are these sapien void mm. spren? They don't turn into. We we get reveal on soulcaster that they're just spren manifesting as physical objects. How does that work? I don't know. I I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, that kind of, it makes yeah. sense, but like, why are the soul casters still so weird? It's like you need this. This soul caster does this particular type and some have more types than others that can do different things. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing. I mean, Navani's got to like get into this whole like fabric, like the siblings not happy with her fabrials the way they were. That's so true. I'm assuming we're going to like move into yeah. what is the future. I see that going in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. yeah. What is going on with that? Like, because that's a big deal. Right. Yeah. I, I love how before with the before everyone in the fandom was like, no, oh, Navani loves Fabrioles and the siblings of Fabriol, they'd be a great match. And then when they first read <laughs> the book, the sibling is like, you're a monster who's imprisoned and torture spread and I hate you so much. I, I love that reveal when it's like, ah, oh, I am the sibling, like right in part two, it's like, oh, yes. Oh, that's yeah. good. I wonder if that has as much impact if you don't know or remember what the sibling is at all. I mean, I guess they do kind of refer to the sibling in the book. Yeah. Uh, but for for us people talking about the sibling for three years, I'm like, hi, I'm interested in this. This is great. Yeah. I have a friend who's reading this and hasn't read Stormlight since the last Stormlight book. Yeah. And was like sibling who? <laughs> when when they were introduced in the first few chapters, so going back to uh to Void Spen quickly, yeah. uh, Eric, how does it feel to get a Spren? Good old Chaos oh, Spren. Chaos Spren, yes. <laughs> with that with that lovely double S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not happy about. <laughs> I, I feel I feel like you have a form that you're very attached to, Ben. I'm I'm kind of trying to segue into this naturally. Yes. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. This is so dumb. We're so off the rails that we're just uh, whatever. I I love the the Odium's forces. I think fused are cool, and I think forms of power and regals are cool. I was excited to find out more about regals yes. and all of the, like night form and like med- mediation form, all that kind of thing, right? And then we got like nothing except one thing. We got a mention of a new form of power, Diaforms. <laughs> and we see one on screen. And it's it's a guard, it's guarding Relaine. It's a guard at the prison, it's guarding Relaine. We get like a quick description where it's like, it's got s- small spikes in its carapace and it's kind of big. And then and then nothing. And then nothing. We don't we don't find out what's so dire about them. We don't find out what they can do. They're slightly I'm like, bigger. I'm like, it's like a wolf versus bigger. a dire wolf. Come on, it's, it's yeah, exactly yeah. like yeah. that. I'm like, I'm like, it's oh, slightly cool, bigger. It's slightly bigger. It's oh, dire. Like, cool. But, it's dire. But but the like, the other like storm forms slightly bigger, but they get to shoot lightning. You know, look, what does dire form get to do, they, Brandon? They, they, I'm I bet very upset about that. That that's gonna be your next question to Brandon. It's like, tell me about dire it's forms, please. Yeah, when the, when we've been doing these release release party live streams, it's literally all I've been sending in is questions about dire forms. <laughs> <laughs> So if you hear on a stream uh, a question answered about Direform, you know who sent that in. Uh, it is the Direform and who's the Ast himself. <laughs> My God, man. <laughs> I will not be am, happy until I have an answer. I am more upset that we got to see a freaking night form and just not learn anything about them. Yeah, they're the yeah. ones who can see the future. Yeah. If you yeah. remember. What is up with and that? Renar is so special. 
Renarin's so special, but like Nightforms is like, yeah, I can see the future. I don't even oh, care. Yeah. I'm not even important got, in this. We've got okay. a couple hanging out outside of the uh, the room holding the radiance. Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's just use them as normal guards for you, conscious Yuri people. Allen and Nistar. Ooh. Yeah, That's, light those, and mystery. Those those sound mm. like solid uh, copper mind articles that I can complete very rapidly. I, I don't know about you. <laughs> for uh, the not, rest of this episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'll, it, it won't take long. Um, <laughs> <sighs> what are we doing, guys? What what what, what 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 is there left to talk? I mean, there's tons of things left I, to talk about, but there is. But is we've got real? three years or oh, two years. I don't know where we're going with any of this, yeah. Uh, yeah. but well, I don't know. Let's say some final thoughts. What What are some final thoughts? I don't know. Grace, do you, do you have any final um, thoughts? Rhythm of War or any other topics? I don't know. Um, I'm excited for book five. <laughs> I'm excited. I don't know what happens. Yeah. I, it, honestly, that is my biggest problem with the book is that i desperately want to go straight into book five right because yeah. like this yeah. is the most like sequel baity stormlight thing that there is because all the other ones yeah. Is like yeah what, what could happen in rhythm more i have no idea really and like what's gonna happen in book five well we know several things that are pretty clearly telegraphed here yeah yeah i'm excited though no one could possibly yeah. die nothing's gonna go wrong in book five it'll go great <laughs> So, so much of this book is just heavy with implications and and questions for the future, right? We have so much new Cosmere stuff. We have a lot of, like, Fabriel stuff. We have Bondsmith stuff. We have the, the ever tantalizingly teasing first of the final 10 days. Yeah, I mean, that, they sound is, nice. They sound nice. Yeah. I'm yeah, sure yeah, it's yeah. going to be fun. <laughs> Lovely, yeah. L this L guy seems very pretty swell. And, yeah, it's pretty swell. Huh. L that was his hey. name actually in the olden days before he removed his title. L the swell. Uh, I am I am so excited for more L stuff. Like, yeah, he he is so fascinating. I I think we've all, or at least most of us, have agreed that he was probably the he was probably the previous vire. Is that yeah. true? Oh, yeah, I, I assumed he was the previous voice of lights. I don't know, though. Oh. Because that was the one epigraph in Rhythm of War that referenced him. And Navani heard, she was like, who's L? No. Oh, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. The, sure? the epigraph mention is oh. about, uh, so Urbonio writes that the emotional influence on the Rhythm of War will be of particular interest to mm. L. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I haven't gotten I a chance to do a deep dive into L yet. We're 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 gonna do an entire podcast on light and war light, and we we barely again we're nearly three hours in the our raw recording of this. We it feels like there's we barely talked about anything. Yeah, no, we're Instead, just we had to go talk about thing. death rattles again. You know, like that's <laughs> that's what you needed. That's the content you needed in this reactions episode. Look, the ending of the first arc is somewhere in there. It's in there. But the, the previous he who quiets would make sense if he does not hear the rhythms. Hmm. He would be very quiet. Oh, should I give my quick theory? So a quick flash okay. theory about L. Uh, he's Great. he's uh, so Moash earned that title. <laughs> Moash earned that title after killing Yezrian, and so my theory is that L used to be the fuse that was like the one that went after the heralds. 
and that was like his job during dissolutions. But that's aren't all the don't all the fused go after the heralds? Yes, but all the fused also go after like the people who killed them. But Lesian was like known for it, and so I think L was known for being the dude you went to if you were having a herald problem. If you're having a herald was, problem, if you, you have a herald problem, he's the one that quiets, and so or or perhaps he was just somebody who is like notoriously good at killing heralds. Wow, yeah. you know what this means? The first fused. I guess Lesian could have immediately killed the herald, but it's just interesting that the first fused who died was Lesian, and then Lesian would come and just like try and murder that person. Could that still be even a herald then? Like, like I guess, I guess what I'm thinking. Thinking like he wasn't, I, what he, he wasn't killed by a herald. They didn't say he was killed by a herald. No, I was. Well, was we said best. earlier in the episode that maybe in herald flashbacks we'll see a herald murdering the uh, first fuse, okay, which okay. is Lesian. Like that's plausible because yeah. they'll yes. like have super magical powers and blades and stuff, and probably be awesome. Uh, yeah. So it's just interesting if Lesian just got killed by a normal human. Like, maybe they just mean the first fused who died who was not a herald. Who didn't die to a herald, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to say. Shrug. I I feel like this book gave us a lot to theorize on and think about up to book five, so I'm excited about that. A little bit. um... (laughs) And a lot of science to do. Yeah. Yeah. I I am really wondering what's going to happen with Novani and the Fabrials, right? Like what? What is going to happen? I've I've absolutely no idea how they're gonna well, solve that. Th- there's something that always feels like it gets swept under the rug for me, and that is the whole force multiplication thing they discovered. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Like that's that's kind that of important. Huge, but it's also overshadowed by all of the other huge <laughs> things that are being discovered. Like this is a game changer in technology. Yeah, that's it's it, that that's not, really overpowered. Oh, that's how they're gonna scale up the airships. Yep. Yeah. 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 Ah. Yeah. That just struck me. Yep. Go. You have a you have a, an airship motto, and it and it moves like this much, and then that doesn't sound overpowered at all. <laughs> if, if there's any book in the Cosmere to point to, is like this book changes everything. It's it's a rhythm of war. Yep. Both for the Cosmere and yeah. for Stormlight. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Anti-investiture yeah. is <laughs> is, is like. <sighs> No one is safe anymore. Yeah. Hey, yeah, y- yeah. everyone can get tefted. You know, you know, <laughs> you know, all those honor spren that Adolin just convinced to go bond people. It's like now's a great time for spren to be bonding people. It's not like there's a crazy freaking herald b- killing the spren in the physical realm <laughs> or anything. What that even does, I have no idea. Like, are they like? Oh, permadeath? that reminds me. I don't know, uh, but I'll say any vegetable. Yeah, Ishar just teleported his entire army, like right next to Lasting Integrity, where there are hundreds of dead eyes. Oh no! Yeah, because Lasting is Integrity is is that going to be the start? Yeah, is that going to be the start of Adolin and Shalon in Book Five? Oh. Is like even it's just Ishar's army. That'd that be sounds, excellent. That sounds awesome. <laughs> See Honor Spren fighting, like, like yo, let's go. And and Ishar is really, really going to want these dead eyes probably for his experiments. And the other spren are really going to be like, no, we care for dead eyes. And and, and so like that's gonna be their conflict or one of their conflicts there. 
we'll get wow. some Kellek and Isha drama because they'll oh! butt heads over that. Ooh. Like, Ooh, oh. all right. Oh, I'm liking this. Th this is that like a solid. This is like a good <laughs> plot one, like a part one plot for Shalon and Adolin. Yeah. Ooh, the siege right. of lasting integrity. I am like, this was the most and exciting then, thing said during this podcast for me. I'm like, I'm so pumped now. I'm <laughs> all like, right, let's go. I'm and like then, staring at my map being like. For for parts <laughs> two and on or whatever, uh, we can send Shalan and Adeline to Shinovar because we're going to discover that that's where Battle Mishram is. And she's hmm. going to reconnect with uh, with Kaladin and Zeth there. Or or like they they like Ishar maybe doesn't siege lasting integrity and Shalan and Adolin follow Ishar and then they go with him in like when Ishar goes through whatever perpendicularity, they just hop through that and then they're in, in Shinovar and then they're like, hey, what's up? We're in Shinovar. <laughs> That's what they and say. Then, so I, I had a terrible thought and then I realized that it was a terrible thought. Okay. But I was like, what if, what if there are no spread in Shinovar because Ishar has killed them all? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Ouch. <laughs> Oof. Right, are we wrapping up or? Uh... Um, I, I don't know. Our, uh, I feel like there will be complaints because we didn't do who's that cosmic character last time, but we 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 have been talking a while. Do, do... There's so much rhythm of war. I think this yeah, go without. Let's go without. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here's my Will Shaper pen. By yeah, way. I know. I wore Ooh, it on the very last nice. Time. It's nice. It is very shiny. I, I love those. It. I do not. I'm, I am excited to get the rest of the Kickstarter ones, but yep. uh, yeah, the the leather round is really nice, though. By the way, it's 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 really pretty. Uh, I see it. Yeah, Good. it's nice. I, I can't point backwards and to the side, but there we there go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I how to point. Well, good job. I think on that very lovely note. Uh, <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> You can find all of these very fun discussions on 17shard.com. Uh, you can talk in our forums. You can talk in our Discord. Uh, there's there's lots going on. There's a lot to talk about. I think Discord has been consistently busy always for all eternity now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, you can every once in a while yeah. I think like oh I should go share this on Discord and like I go I turn it on and like people are just like D -d 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 -d. I'm like well <laughs> I'm gonna have to wait to share this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to say that the, the longest gap I've seen in conversation in the Rhythm of War spoilers channel has been three minutes with nothing being said. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yikes. Well, you can join in those very exciting discussions on Discord. They will be very lively. Uh, that is the place you want to be. Uh, and you can find all news and stuff on our Facebook, Twitter. Uh, you can subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, we have... We got lots of stuff coming your way. Lots of Rhythm of War content. We're weekly podcasts for a while. You can leave us a review on iTunes. You can support us on Patreon if you want more of these very long podcasts. <laughs> sometimes short stuff. Yeah, yeah. We we, we sometimes have short videos sometimes. Uh, sometimes. Oh, I didn't talk about one other thing. Capital I intent for shards is very cool. There we go. All right, cool. That's my final thought. Gotta get uh, that in th there. Th there'll be a video on that uh, next week, I think. Yeah, we will see you all next time for something else. Uh, I think we're going to be talking about Teravangian next on this podcast, because I think that's what we got to talk about. I think that's next. Turns yeah. out things happened with him. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of really important uh, for us to yeah. do. So that's yeah. that'll be next. So we'll see you all next time for that. Bye. Bye-bye. Diaforms. <laughs>
I'm sorry, everyone's so pixely. Call.